0: My name is Henry Jarvis, and you're listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. That's very,
1: good. Awesome. very good.
2: Before we get started on this episode of Real Nerds Podcast, remember you can connect to the Real Nerds in many ways. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You can go to our website, RealNerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can also call us 720-6 Nerds 5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic-Con 2016 and beyond. It's a special week here at Real Nerds Podcast. Usually every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world, but when the new movie is Transporter Refueled and No Jason Statham, we're like, fuck this.
1: Yeah, seriously. And we
2: went and saw The War Room instead, the uplifting faith-based movie about war? What the fuck is that movie about?
3: Um... Who cares? I I have no
2: clue.
4: (laughs) I know our mottos. uh, We give every movie a chance, but fuck that. This (laughs) sometimes,
2: but sometimes it's hard to justify spending eleven dollars. I mean, if I had you know free critic screenings, I'd see every fucking movie in the world. But yeah, and then you know we do what we're doing this week is we're doing film splosion, uh, and where we rank our favorite films from certain years. Yeah, and I always enjoy it. And we had the idea. Uh because originally we did nineteen eighty five. No, first first we, we did nineteen ninety nine. First we did nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. And then we did eighty five. Yeah. And, and then, then we 2005. did two thousand and five. And then I decided, well, then we have to just do this
3: we got to do 1995. Five, so we're doing yeah.
2: 1995, and I was shocked how many good movies came out in 1995. Yeah,
3: when you sent me the, the text earlier this week, and you were like, oh, no, this is going to be a good one. I was like, really? And I went and looked at it. I was like, oh, shit. And
2: you kind of forget how many good movies have come out. Maybe yeah. all of them on our list won't be good, but it's our list, so I don't I, care.
3: I can guarantee there's stuff on my list that's not really oh, that good. Oh, I know there's
2: stuff on my list that's not that good. <laughs> but again, it's my opinion, and it's what I enjoy, so I don't care what yeah. anybody else thinks.
3: And it, I, I like these because this one, maybe more than ever, Um there's this special balance between the movies that you that you like the most now and the movies you liked the most then. Yeah. Especially for me because in 1995, like, I was a kid. And so some of these movies, like, there's stuff on my list where
2: I really like that movie because when I was sure
3: 8 or 10, I loved that movie, you know?
2: I have a feeling some of the top movies might be the same, but... There's some really good shit that year. There is. Yeah. So what we're going to do is everybody takes a turn revealing... Their favorite film, starting with number 10, and we'll go down to number one. Yeah. We got a lot of responses for 95, and that tells me that th- everybody agrees that this is a good year for movies.
1: Uh-huh. Um, so we'll You'll
4: hear about those at the end of the podcast. So you'll <laughs> listen to
2: those at the end, just because... Because yeah. we don't want you to steal our thunder. Yeah, yeah. it's our podcast. <laughs> yeah. But we really Plus appreciate... We want you to sit through our stuff first. <laughs> I really appreciate everybody saying it, and I love the response that we got to this. Yeah. Uh, it, it does my heart good to know that people still listen to our show and still enjoy it.
3: These are some of the ones that, like, when I talk to people, they remember these the most. Yeah. Um. They, yeah. Like, uh, I hate to always bring this up as often as I do. My mom loves these episodes. She does hates it. We play the trailers. She gets so bored during the trailers. Does she? But oh yeah. But she loves these episodes. So I'm excited to do another one. Sometimes
2: when I week. hear trailers, it makes me want to watch the film. Oh, totally. I'm uh, the same way. The newer trailers.
4: I do get kind of bored with, but the, the retro trailers with Don Font- oh, Fontaine's yeah, yeah. voice in them, yeah. like it's the oh, '90s, man. They're going yeah, to totally. yeah, a whole bunch of them in this episode.
2: Um Before we get started, I just want to say that we will be at the Alamo Draft House on Monday night, yep, uh, the September 7th, showcasing The Color Purple.
1: <sighs> what so a
2: bunch of clowns we are that we get to do that <laughs> one, because that's such a serious movie and yeah. such a great film. That I was, uh, I was
3: researching a lot this week, and I like as I as I. Remind myself more about the story of The Color Purple and, like, where that movie came from and Steve, who Steven Spielberg was at the time. <g pressures> oh, I'm so excited. I can't I wait know. to see it again.
4: We should try and get that recorded so we can insert it into
2: next week's episode. We can record it.
3: Uh, Yeah, probably. We can do something. Yeah.
2: I'll let us record it, I'm sure.
3: Yeah. Put an iPhone in my pocket. Uh,
2: uh, yeah. we No, we can um, bring the Zoom in or something. Yeah. yeah. I recorded the Grolix one. Kellen's um, taking the car so for the So it's drag. possible, but... I just think we have to let them know ahead of time that we want to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure Steve won't care.
3: Yeah. Steve may not be there. They're up at uh, Telluride. They're, right now. Yeah,
2: they're doing the festival. Which is there. pretty awesome. Yeah. But he sent us a list. So did Kendall from the Alamo. Yep. Uh, we got a list from your coworker, right? Gretchen?
3: Uh, uh No. F- I, don't her. I don't know her. Uh Wait. We got one from somebody named Gretchen?
2: Yeah. Isn't that you? Doesn't she know uh-huh. you? Maybe. Don't you know a Gretchen?
3: I know a Gretchen. Didn't, didn't you introduce me one to one a Gretchen? Mm-hmm. No.
2: Who's the lady who came to saw a movie with us? I don't know. She's used to work with you at Sam's? Danielle. Okay, not even close to Gretchen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Dan sent one in, Zach sent one in, uh, and a few people I have no idea who they are. But so, that's cool.
2: Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, we really appreciate it. Like I said, I love when we get responses like this. We usually do when they're good movies, yeah. when it's, you know... February and September. was like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I don't want to hear about...
4: I'll listen to you guys in the
2: summer. Yeah. Yeah. We'll listen to you when the things are good.
4: Uh, and also, if you want to go to the Mayan on uh, September 15th and watch uh, 15 40-hour films, you can do that too.
2: Sweet. But what's the one we should really go see? Uh, Catastrophe. That's right. Brad's That's film Catastrophe one. will be there. Yep. Are you going to have some of the posters there? Yeah. I got some leftovers. The posters are really sweet. And so... hopefully we'll
4: have the new t-shirts. <laughs> The ones that aren't blackface. (laughs) Is it,
2: uh, no, you don't. I didn't hear that story, so tell us a story about your racist (laughs) t-shirts.
4: Well, um, I designed a catastrophe. I'll wait to tell my story when he's done. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. You you can tell (laughs) your story.
3: Yeah. He's He's just laughing. He's just laughing at your blackface shirts.
4: (laughs) So, uh, I designed, like, if you've seen the poster, it's like Jason and he's like screaming and it's like this silhouette, right? Yeah. Yeah, like
2: 1950 style.
4: Yeah. Um and that poster's like green and red, but uh I, Mike's had this guy who could turn around the shirts in like a week, so he we just sent it to him, but I didn't send him like a color choice. So Mike just picked white on black. And um, black shirt makes sense, like we've pretty much done all of our yeah, shirts in black. Sure. Uh and with white on the front. But the way the silhouette is, the highlights are white and the shadow is black, but it's not a shadow, it's just like the parts of his face that aren't like highlighted.
3: Yeah. So Which is
4: like 80% of his face is the black of the t-shirt <laughs> outlined by the white. So, you know, if you really look at it, it kind of seems like his hands are up in the air, So it's like he's doing jazz hands. So, yeah. so it's like
2: Al Jolson. Exactly. Yeah. So we're like, ooh, oh, we should, uh, horrible. we should redo these. <laughs> so how many did you make? I think 10, 12. Uh, and did you send them back? Or are they like, no,
4: we have fun, get- <laughs> like cast member stuff. Yeah. They were just for the cast at the time and, you know. A lot of people do want some that aren't in the cast, so yeah. Hopefully, cool. we'll have a new batch. Why, yeah.
2: yeah, why don't you do it like the green and purple that you had for the poster? Uh,
4: I don't know if I would wear green.
2: <laughs> well, it's not for you, is it? For fans?
4: <laughs> well, I'd want one too, <laughs> so I can wear. Why would you wear, Why
2: don't you wear green? I Actually, know. I don't think I've ever seen anything but black. You're yeah. weird.
4: <laughs> I would wear it if it was like maroon with black on the front. I, we determined it has to be a black print on a light color to oh. avoid the issue again. So, or
2: you could just be normal and wear colors.
4: <laughs> black is
2: the absence of all color.
4: Exactly. Um, I would probably do maroon with black print. All
3: right, maroon's pretty dark. Is that going to show up?
4: I <laughs> need something that's not like a primary color. Need so, like, like green like, and purple muted. would look
2: awesome. Like, why don't you choose the colors that are on the poster? And they're too flashy. But that's it's what's pretty. cool. That's why it stands I would
4: out. I'd wear that shirt to bed, but not out in public. Why? It's
2: not about you. <laughs> It's and about, it's about promoting your movie. Yeah.
4: You, I, I did a new poster banner that has black and red. Yeah, but the
2: post you can't wear the poster.
3: You should wear the poster. That's what we're saying. You did a really, no. I'll,
4: By that reasoning, I should make a no. jean Clive Van shirt where it's just all fire I'm gonna, and then the print on. TV. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that would be awesome. That would actually be pretty cool. I'm going <laughs> to come at this a different way. You spent, you put so much talent into creating such an awesome poster. The colors were just perfect. They really grabbed people's attention. They really just balanced properly. Why wouldn't you want to be able to wear your own art?
4: Just for variety? (laughs) You just said variety, and all you wear is black. (laughs) Touche. The the variety would be green (laughs) and purple.
2: (laughs) Hmm. But good job, Brad. I'm glad that you're in the back-to-back best of at 48-hour film festival.
1: Yep. Thank you. That's cool. So congratulations. Good job. Oh.
2: Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> said, yeah.
4: yeah. I don't know. We don't should get started. This is going to take a while. 7 p.m. Tickets online. September 15th. 15 films. You don't have to sit through all like. All yeah, lunch. stay
2: for Brad's. Wait, you, do they vote? Does the audience vote? Yeah, you have to stay through no, all that, of them. There's, there's no
4: audience vote. vote. There's just uh, awards at the end. Cool. So, oh, oh, okay. so
2: Brad will uh clean up. He'll be like the Titanic of 40 Hour Film Festival 2015. we will we get? Yeah.
3: You mean it'll kind of suck, but it'll make a lot I'll of money? I'll need to bring a yeah. folder
2: to hold all the certificates I get. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you'll have a picture where you're like, "Huh?" And you have them all like <laughs> spread out over.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know what to do with these. What?
1: Yeah,
0: my mantle's not big enough. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, you should. You, you already have a lot of awards. You know, you gotta showcase them. Yeah. Do I? Yeah. Didn't you just win one yeah. for like excellence in filmmaking? I won for that. Blissfest? I won
4: that one. So I have one. I have won, and I've got the one from last year. Uh, I
2: just got an excellence in filmmaking, whatever, at a film festival. It said for films. Yeah, yeah because yeah. you're excellence you are in
4: films. films. Yeah, but like everyone else had specifically what their film was yeah. on it. Mine was just films. It's
2: like a lifetime achievement award, dude.
4: <laughs> you, you, you I got, got an honorary award.
2: Yeah, you got a lifetime yeah. achievement award. You're like, fuck it, I don't care. At
4: 33, lifetime achievement award. <laughs>
2: Hey, I mean, that's okay. Uh, uh, whatever, I got a lifetime achievement. award. fuck you. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know how many lifetime achievement awards I've got, Brad? That's right. Fuck you,
4: <laughs>
2: Brad. Did, did, Brad's your too company,
4: good for his own awards. Did your company give out awards or like employee no. of the month or nothing?
3: No, I <laughs> actually I did. I went back at Sam's Club, I got an employee of the month.
2: Brad's the uh Sean Penn of, of Denver filmmaking. He doesn't accept his own awards. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, nominated for Penn award. does. Who doesn't? I'll think about going there. Who am uh, I thinking of? Is it Sean Penn? Johnny Depp. No, Johnny Depp goes. Yeah. Someone doesn't go to awards. Roman Polanski does it because he raped a child. But I'm yeah, about, yeah, that one's not fair. There's somebody who... uh It's uh uh the Phoenix guy. What the... F- why well, again I think of Oh Joaquin? The- yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. He refuses to accept awards. Yeah. So you're the Joaquin Phoenix of Denver, Colorado. Well, he's
3: busy being somewhere else judging people, so <laughs> Um, cool.
2: Ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Who wants to go first? Uh, you do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't get to go last. <laughs> I don't care. You're going to take all my like top 5 films. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, I think my list is reverse of you guys. That's my prediction. Well, so. actually, You're I'm gonna, pretty sure that would be hilarious. I'm if pretty it sure was. some of my movies are not going to be on yours because in the mid '90s, I was just starting my high school career, and at the time, Blockbuster old. <laughs> was very, very popular. Yeah. And Blockbuster would have a lot of films, video cassettes that would not show up in theaters. They'd be like rental exclusives. Where uh, I was reading that this film is the highest grossing video cassette ever. Wow! And people say, no way. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I just watched this documentary about the making of this film and it was a direct to video movie. And this, my number 10 film for film splosion, 1995 is Leprechaun three.
0: <laughs> Las Vegas. A gambler's dream and a dreamer's paradise. They're all about to meet their worst nightmare.
5: Look out,
6: Vegas. I'm taking over!
0: Now, the leprechaun's back in the city that never sleeps.
6: (laughs) And he will never rest
0: until he reclaims his pot of gold.
6: Belongs to me, this gold I smell. Weather's got it's going to hell. I want we shilling. Hello. If we destroy the gold, we get rid of the leprechaun once and for all.
2: Leprechaun 3. The third time's the charm. Yeah, so I was watching the documentary of making Leprechaun 3 and it grossed something like 200 million dollars on video cassette tapes. I'm not even joking because back then uh, James worked at Blockbuster almost at the height of it when video cassettes uh, no, I, were kind of trailing off.
3: No, 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 no. I was there when – I was working there like when, when Blu-rays were really coming into their own. I was there like at the peak when when everyone knew Blockbuster was going to go out of business, but Blockbuster was still making a lot of money.
2: Okay. But anyways, so – but you might know though like video cassettes used to cost $200. Yeah. Like those ones that you'd get at Blockbuster, that's why if you lost it, you'd have a late fee of $200 because right. – The video cassette, set. She just got 200 bucks. And so that movie was rented so many times that it grows like almost $200 million. And the story is a third part of the Leprechaun series where Warwick Davis, as a Leprechaun, goes to Las Vegas and rains hell in Sin City. And it's really funny and really stupid. And I just remember watching it over and over with my friend Brandon. And I was... And we used to go to Blockbuster and we would get Leprechauns or Rumpelstiltskin, all those like cheesy horror films where it was some deformed monster guy killing people, uh, a, a midget in a mask. A midget in a mask, basically. Yeah. And, uh, but if you, like, none of the Leprechaun movies are great, but the first one's pretty fun. The second one has horrible acting, so it's not, but Warwick Davis is great in all of them. Yeah. And in the third one, he's really good. I mean, he has a magic trick where he, like, saws a person in half and really does it. So there's blood and guts everywhere and makes this one lady. She gets his gold coin, so she wants to make a wish to be young and sexy again. So she gets, like, these really big boobs. And then the leprechaun shows up and makes her boobs get so big that she blows up. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome.
3: Which one's the one where he goes to the
2: hood? Uh, leprechaun five uh-huh. is Leprechaun in the hood. And then Leprechaun six is back to the hood. Wow. So Leprechaun three is my 10th <laughs> favorite film from night. And again, it, it's setting the bar real high. Right? It's not a great film, but <laughs> it, it's just like the memories I used to have. Cause me and Brandon would spend weekends and we just pick shitty movies from blockbuster yeah. and watch them. And I mean, it's still entertaining and still fun. So it's more of a nostalgic pick than it is saying you really need to see this movie. It'll change your life. Understood. Um, but, yeah, I I really love that film, and, yeah, I still watch it to this day. I'll still watch it because I still think it's goofy and funny because Warwick Davis is having so much fun. He always rhymes before he kills people, and it's funny. Cool. That's all I can say about it. <laughs> well, that's a good one. He huh. eats people's faces, and <laughs> and it's funny, cause too, because all the Leprechaun movies don't follow the same rules, so there's no continuity into it all. The only continuity is Warwick Davis is the Leprechaun, and his costume doesn't really change. But each one introduces a new set of rules to kill him, a new set of rules on what he's doing. And, and this one is an animated computer program. Is how they figure out how to, like, stop him. And it's like, the leprechaun loves gold. You steal this gold and you get to wish. And so it's really poorly animated, like, Microsoft DOS programs. I don't even know it's bad. Um, but yeah, so if you want to see just a silly movie... I recommend Leprechaun 3, and you can get the whole Leprechaun collection on Blu-ray for like 25 bucks. Hmm. And it's made by, not by Scream Factory, but the guys who make all their documentaries do the documentaries on it. Oh, cool. So each film except for Leprechaun Origins, which is horrible, so you don't need to watch that one, has like a 30 minute interview with Warwick Davis, and he does commentary, I think, on almost every one of them. Wow. So it's worth it if you, if you're a fan of cheesy 90s horror. So, I'm not,
3: but that's okay. Yeah,
2: you'll never watch it, and that's fine. <laughs> I was really hoping that Jack Frost was gonna be it, not the Michael Keaton one, but no, the one yeah, that yeah, the dude's a killer snowman. But it was '96. I was like, oh man, <laughs> I would have so put that one on there. But
3: that's okay. '96 is coming down the line at some point because that's so... year the year that Independence Day came out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's that, that's. I think Jack Frost is better. Um... <laughs> All right, fair. But uh, Brad, what is your tenth film of 1995? And it better be as good as Leprechaun Three.
4: <laughs> well, let's see what we got here. I didn't spend a lot of time on this list. I you guess know, not. Everybody
3: can hear the rustling of the paper in the background. Yeah,
4: you hear that? That's a finely curated list. Well, <laughs> my number ten probably should be Babe, because that was like because <laughs> George our Miller's jam. a badass. You know, I've never in, in seen 95. that film. Really? Yeah, th-
2: my wife gets well, mad at me. Well, he did the
4: sequel, not the original.
2: Oh, that's right. You should see Babe. And I said, yeah. Meh. We'll see.
4: He was cute, and obviously the That'll Do Pig is a pop pop culture thing, but. Um, My actual number 10, just because it stars this certain action star, I felt it had to be on here. Oh, I hear. We were going here. (laughs) (laughs) My number 10 is Sudden Death.
7: As we get ready for the seventh and final game of the Stanley Cup Finals, you can feel the electricity in the air, and there's no question. It just sends a chill up your spine, Paul. That's a fact, Mike. And to make things
8: even
9: more exciting, the Vice President of the United States is here this evening. Don't leave your seats.
7: Look too good. 911
3: emergency services. I'm calling you from the city arena.
7: The vice president is being held hostage in the owner's box. And they've got my daughter too. What is your objective? $1,700,000,000. We're still evaluating the situation.
10: They want money. A
7: lot of it. Give it to them. Do not try any kind of rescue. Do you understand me? If you're not going to pay, say so. I'll get my daughter. When the game ends, everyone in this box and in this arena will die
0: by explosion, fire, and panic. Tonight, 17,000 hockey fans have been taken hostage. Enough bombs have been planted on this building to stop all the clocks in the hemisphere. But only one of them knows it. I'm going to try to stop you. I know where the bombs are, so I know where you're going. Then come and get me.
1: We are going to do this by the numbers.
0: What number was that? No, he has more to lose than anyone. I said, no vehicles on the grounds, no helicopters in the air. What part of that did you not understand? Jean-Claude Van Damme. Power's boost.
2: you know what's funny is i almost put that on mine (laughs) yeah because it's like a stupid fun movie yeah you know it's and it's a movie again that i used to watch with brandon we'd get van damme movies schwarzenegger cheesy horror and it's just one of those cheesy 90s action films where it doesn't make any sense but it's still radical
4: yeah i mean he he kills the Pittsburgh Penguins mascot in a, in a
2: dishwasher. That's right. That's awesome. <laughs> so. What's the, what, tell us the premise of sudden death if people don't sudden remember.
4: Sudden death is um uh, you know uh, Van Dam is a recently divorced dad and he wants to visit his kids but his mom is like newly remarried or his wife is newly remarried and he doesn't want to have you know much to do with him so um, he finally gets this one day to spend with his kids but he also has to work so he takes them to. He uh works security for um, oh, that's right. a hockey team. I think it's the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, it's the Penguins. I can't remember if they're visiting or No, because yeah. it takes place in their uh, in arena because yeah. I remember it's the Igloo. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, he he works security there. Um th- is it security or is he just like I think it's security, right? Yeah. Because he,
2: he used to be a cop, is that it? I think so. And oh he, yeah, he used he, to be a firefighter. That's right, a firefighter, yeah. and then he had a job as a cop because his life is in shambles after he got a divorce.
4: Right. Like he uh <laughs> The, it opens with him he's fighting some fire but he like loses the person he's yeah, trying to save right. yeah. yeah and then uh yeah so he like it destroys him and he loses his wife and kids oh, and everything right, guys, so, that movie's cool yeah so anyway he uh I think it's one of the kids birthdays maybe the son and he's like oh yeah you know, I'll take you guys to this hockey game I gotta work but you guys can just sit in this who actually leaves their kids in the stands <laughs> at, uh-huh. at, at like the Igloo Arena <laughs> yeah it's a bit sketch but uh he has to do his job so uh but he's almost off the clock, so he'll come join them later. But then Power's Booth comes by. That's right. And he's Powers. there to kill the vice president.
2: <laughs> Ironically. Yeah. <laughs> because then he becomes the bad vice president in 24. That's right.
4: Um, so yeah, he has this whole plot to kill the, and then so Van Damme's like behind the scenes, you know, uh, basically like, uh, in Die Hard, uh, you know, yeah. he doesn't know that Van Damme's around, but he, Van Dam's sabotaging all of his plans.
2: But see, and, this is at the height of Van Dam though, because like Death Warrant was around the same time, sudden death.
4: Uh, this came out the same or a year after Street Fighter. Yeah, after yeah. Street Fighter. Um yeah, it was like I think I think just before the quest so this is—he was at his peak. Yeah. Um,
2: and it's, I think *Son of Death* is fun. I almost put it on because, as I remember, like this movie's pretty fun. That's that's like, I had some outrageous like
4: things, like the helicopter crashing into the ice. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes straight down, like it doesn't like wobble. It just goes flips up da- upside down and then just like almost like someone's like lowering it like a flag, uh, crashing into the ice. Uh, he fights in the rafters and yeah, he fights the the mascots. You know, a bad guy and he has this and you know, he punches the guy in the suit and then kills him in the by burning him in the in the industrial dishwasher. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous.
2: It is, but in a cool way.
4: Yeah. Oh, and he has to like find all the bombs. Like there's he has to track down all these bombs that have been placed throughout the arena. And that's the big that's Powers Booth's big struggle is like he can find my bombs. <laughs> yeah. We must find him. Yeah. So anyway.
2: Matt bumped Babe off the list. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, like, nostalgia-wise, it probably should have been Babe, but, I mean, I just made a Van Damme movie. But it that's, should be Van Damme. I,
2: I See, I would, I don't know, I haven't seen Babe, so I shouldn't judge, but I think I'd rather watch Sudden Death.
4: Yeah. yeah I mean, I haven't seen Babe time. since the, the 90s, so yeah. that tells you something.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
4: And Sudden Death is about to come out on Blu-ray, so I'm is excited. It? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was already on Blu-ray, but it was, like, part of that five. Oh, yeah, movie so oh, like yeah. a crappy no, one. Yeah, and I already had a bunch of those, so I was like, come out singly so I can get you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah.
3: Cool. Cool. James. All right, I like this list so far. I I really appreciate cuz especially knowing what my number 10 is like I think we have all picked a fun set of films and we're going to I I it seems like we're going to have some very different lists. Um but all three of us our, our 10s are kind of I wouldn't call them silly movies, but they're they're not the most predictable uh films for a top 10 list, especially considering what came out that year. Um my number 10 is absolutely on this list because of how I felt about this movie when it came out and how many times I watched the Blue the or not the Blu-ray, the the VHS of this (laughs) movie. I never owned it as a kid. Uh it was one that I rented a number of times or any time it was on TV I was like, oh I gotta watch that movie because because there's something about the opening sequence of this movie and the music that's playing that is so infectious that I just I just had to watch the whole movie. Um and I also, looking back, I remember it being like touchingly written. Uh, so, my number 10 is the Goofy movie.
9: Going somewhere, Pop? Sure
7: are. It's a vacation with me and my best buddy, Donald Duck. No, oh, silly. With you. <laughs> It's Goofy
5: Give me a big smile
7: Stop goofing around In an outrageous full-length animated feature We'll spend some real quality time together I think I'm gonna be sick Walt Disney Pictures presents Come on, this is gonna be fun The story of a father who couldn't be closer
5: That's the spirit Hey, God, This is embarrassing
7: to driving his son crazy. This is pathetic. Now, they're getting a crash course in becoming best friends. It's Redfoot! Could you back up a bit, Mr. Foot? Uh, you're out of focus. Mm. This spring, one of Disney's favorite classic characters lands at theaters whoa, 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 whoa. in the most hilarious... It's the leaning tower of
10: cheese
7: huh. ...and hippest... Animated musical comedy ever.
5: A little smoke.
7: (laughs) A goofy movie. (laughs) Morning, son. Dad. It's hard to be cool when your dad is goofy.
0: You look just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad.
2: I think that's on... Almost everyone lists that someone sent in to us. Yeah. Oh, it's a great little movie. That's one I, I wait to throw out on Blu-ray.
3: Yeah. I, um, the you know the thing that everybody remembers if you were my age um, was the uh, was the like power line song that's in there because mm-hmm. the whole story is like the the son wants to go see Max. this band. Yeah. Max wants to go see this band and basically you know Max thinks he like Max really wants to be cool but his dad is goofy. And so that's not going to line up very well. And like he wants to be impressive to these girls and stuff like that. Um, but there is this strife there because he's like, but I'm also my dad's son, you know? Um, and so it ends up sort of becoming this road trip movie where the two of them have to sort of deal with their problems and figure shit out. And I'm talking about a movie where Goofy is the main character. Um, it's the best, uh, movie with, uh, Paul She, uh, not, um, not Paul Sheer. Uh, shit, what's his name? Um, oh, the guy who's fucking obnoxious. uh Pauly Shore. Pauly Shore. It's the best mm-hmm. Polly Shore movie ever, because he plays the character who puts a little leaning tower of cheese in his hand. Um, it's It's just really fun, and I the The opening se- sequence of the movie, um, which I'm probably playing underneath watch this a little bit right up. now, is uh, <laughs> just so infectious, watch. and you enjoy <laughs> that song so much that as soon as the movie starts, you're just like, I'm gonna sit and watch this whole damn thing.
5: They've been laughing since I can remember, but they're not gonna laugh anymore. No more maxi the geek, no more goof of the week
9: like before. Or looking at losers like him
5: No more heaven to cheat
6: No more misery me. No more Jim
9: No more Jim No more Jim No more Jim Gonna move to the mall
5: Gonna live in the pool <laughs> Gonna talk to Roxanne And not feel like a fool Cause I'm
3: uh, I remember days when I was like sick from, from school uh, And I was just like hanging out on the couch Watching the Goofy movie all day long um, It was just really touching There's a great scene where the the two of them, there's this wacky scene on a river, and I think right before that sequence, um, they finally have this breakthrough moment where they mm-hmm. repair their, their relationship, and it's really great. Like, as a, I remember as a kid being like, aww, like, this is so sweet. Like, I really like this story. Um, Question. So, yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah.
4: Nor did I watch Goof Troop, and this is based on a Goof Troop, right? No. No, this led into Goof Troop. Yes. Okay, so they made the show based on this movie. Yeah. Yes. Um do so goofy has a family do they have a last name or anything or are they just no, all like no. first name i think their last name
2: goofy so it's goofy, i think he's goofy. max goofy isn't it i uh, yeah, i want to I say that's know. right i'm gonna say huh. it's max goofy you're the you're the disney guy so i, I think I would... it's goofy goofy and max goofy I'm like not mario trapping. mario yeah, yeah like <laughs> Luigi
4: Mario. um and then who was goofy's wife
2: I think she. I think don't she's want to say dead. Died. Yeah,
3: I think there's even like a I kind of moment is,
2: because he. She that's died why, in the movie. No. No. But, no, no. 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 It's <laughs> just. It's just. uh, it's uh not Jersey it, girl It's it's hinted he's a single at. Dad. Yeah,
3: like it's, you just you just you get the sense that like you know he's had to raise Max on his own.
2: Yeah. You know. The um, movie is really cute. Because I think
3: there's even like flashbacks of Max as a as like a yeah. baby. Yeah. And and Goofy is alone. Um. Yeah, so it's maybe just it's just subtle.
2: Maybe he's adopted. I don't rem- remember. No, but I w- I would say they kind of hint at that she passed away. Yeah,
3: I think that there's, there's... or
4: maybe she just up and left him. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, I think
3: she's actually you know the the obnoxious neighbors, mm-hmm. the, the wife that's actually Goofy's wife, and yeah, they're they're left divorced. Him, left my, him for Pete. Yeah, just moved right next door. That's why right him and Pete are
2: enemies. <laughs>
3: yeah, right. <laughs> that's great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh man.
2: I think we just wrote the sequel. I mean, it's not <laughs> in my list, but <laughs> I, made, I, do, I do love that movie. I think it's a really cute movie. Uh
3: What's the sequel called? The goofy... An extreme goofy movie? Yes.
2: Yeah, a, yeah. A it's not as good. Movie. A goofier movie. <laughs> that would have been more cool. <laughs> that would have been cool. better. Uh, the,
3: uh, the, but I'm extreme extreme surprised they movie haven't
2: movie. put like that on a two-movie set, you know, with the goofy movie and extreme <sighs> goofy movie. Yeah. I because I, they have Pocahontas and Pocahontas too. Come on.
3: Which I'm pretty much betting that none of us have Pocahontas on our list. Fuck
2: no. Gosh, Laura, Laura has... Uh, the Spotify channel that is Disney songs. Yeah. For Kellen. And so when she's cooking, Kellen's hanging out with him. You know, today I heard, uh, Bear Necessities. It's not
3: just for Kellen, to be fair.
2: Oh, no. I mean, I love it too. So it had Bear Necessities and it was a whole new world. All this great stuff. I can't wait to be king. And then that stupid Pocahontas song came on where so it's, mad. why is a grinning bobcat grinning? It's horrible. I think that's maybe the worst Disney movie. Colors of the Wind. Yeah. Ugh. I saw that. In- the only thing I remember for Vanessa Williams, she was naked.
3: <laughs> in that movie? No. I don't remember. remember
2: she got famous and they released like these nudes mm. and I, I'm too old for you. Yes, you are.
3: Uh, I remember seeing Pogonis in theaters with my mom and then we left and we went to a bookstore at the Castle Rock Outlo- uh, um, Outlet mm-hmm. Mall. And uh and there, there was a book about Pocahontas, and she grabbed it and was like, "I'm buying this for you, so you can know what really happened." <laughs> like it was like a kid's version of the story, but still, it was not. Yeah, like, that was it a was weird where Disney they're Pocahontas. trying
2: to force you. Disney's trying to force you, and I I like that they try to make strong female characters. Like, oh, here's Pocahontas. Here's Mulan, and then the rest of the movie was just too goofy.
3: But Mulan was way better
1: than yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. Like
3: Mulan's a fun movie. Um, Pocahontas is just a—it's just garbage. It is. But a Goofy movie is the best Disney film of 1995.
2: And I was reading the list. I think Pocahontas made like $170 million. Yeah, yeah it was in the top ten. Yeah. And, you know, adjusted for inflation, it's like $400 million. Yeah. It just
4: came Sheesh. off of The Lion King, so.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we love The Lion King.
4: Yeah. Well, at one point, The Lion King was like the third highest grossing movie of all time or
3: something. Yeah. yeah. $400 it did really well. Uh, there's a hey, naked Bob. little boy Shit. running all over the house.
2: <laughs> and grabbing his wiener. Oh my god. Oh, uh, go grab Brad. <laughs> go go see Brad. He's really uncomfortable. <laughs> please,
4: please rub your junk against my leg.
2: Oh. So I can man. get hauled away. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh. Think of my little baby's
1: butt.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yep, go outside. Take it outside.
3: Oh, mercy. Your
4: dick's You're, as uh, small as your dad's. <laughs> uh, oh, hey,
3: not cool. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> He's just like, I really want to go outside now. Uh. So, yeah, yeah. so, from go, a, don't play with the board.
2: From a goofy movie to a goofy boy.
1: <laughs>
3: you yep. have the
2: hiccups, babe? Yep. Maybe <laughs> you shouldn't drink so much at our one year old's birthday party.
1: <laughs> <Green>.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> I love you, Laura. You I know. <laughs> All right uh Ryan, you're number nine. Cool. So my number nine, again, is there was a time when my mom and dad were divorced, and my mom was a single mom, and we spent a lot of time at my grandfather's house, uh, my grandpa Bill. Oh, and... fuck this story again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just to anybody who's listening
3: to this one for the first one, please know he's being snarky because he's told this story like four different times on the other episodes of this. Have but I? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. you Every time we do one of these, you talk about like,
2: um, oh yeah because there's always
3: renting movies that like the yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. well that was my grandma's night living dead but no yeah. th- uh anyways this this has nothing to do with the movie but this is what got me interested in this character yeah is there used to be a show on hbo that's called tells from the crypt oh yeah and tells from the crypt had the crypt keeper in it, and i used to love it because i loved that he would introduce this you know the the show and it'd be really horrible puns you know like uh He's dying to get in there. And they'll open a coffin and a dead body will fall out and stuff like that. And in 1995, because the show was so popular, it branched off into theatrical releases. And they released a movie called Tells from the Crypt, Demon Night*, which is my number nine film. Universal Pictures is proud to present the motion picture directing debut
7: of one of America's most talented and respected artists.
6: Cut! Cut, 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 cut! Oh, hello, kiddies. So glad you could join me. Your pal, the Crypt Keeper, has gone Hollywood in a big way. I'm directing my first feature film. Care for a little shriek preview? Uh-oh. For my big scream premiere, I wanted lots of suspense
5: Uh-oh.
6: special effects, <laughs> sex, <Yeah>. violence. <laughs> thing you could really sink your teeth into. Hi, frights, camera, action. It's about a chase through the ages, a race against time, ah! the war between good and evil. Come on out, everybody, time to play. And the final battle between man. <laughs> Sorry. And Demon.
1: I'm not gonna hurt you. I lied.
6: It stars Billy Zane from Dead Calm, William Sadler from Die Her 2, and Jada Pinkett from Menace to Society. Ooh, I love those titles. And you'll love Demon Knight. The The demons are hair! And ladies, if you think Demon Knight is too gross and yucky. <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> this movie's badass. It stars Billy Zane and uh, as a demon who corners, I forget the actor's name, but he's Kate Winslet. <laughs> Kate Winslet is not in this movie. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith is. Uh, but anyways, he corners these people inside this church and he can't enter it because it's a church. I forget the actual reason why they pour something out because he's, the one guy's a demon hunter. It's awesome. He's the demon knight. Uh, but anyways, it's basically like nine living dead, but with demons and they kill a bunch of people in it and it's really gory and it's actually kind of scary and it's real. It's done like the TV show. I mean, uh, Bob Zemeckis is a producer on it. Hmm. So it has really like a campy kind of gory feel to it. Uh, there's lots of naked chicks. And I'm really excited because Scream Factory has a collector's edition coming out in October. Cool. Uh, with Portello of Blood, which isn't quite as good, but it's still fun because the Crypt Keeper's in it. Um, but yeah, I really just like the Crypt Keeper and it really got me into it. And I think the movie is actually really well done. Uh, it's a horror film and it's bloody and yeah, it's. So-
3: so it it's only one film though, right? So it's like you know, yeah. he's not introducing an anthology. No,
2: it's yeah, no, it's only one film, Tells from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. Cool. Is the like the official title of the film?
3: Was yeah. it filmed as Demon Knight and then they made it into a Crypt Keeper
2: movie? Uh it, yeah, originally the script wasn't a Tells from the Crypt movie. Okay. And if I remember right, I'm I'm sure when I get the collector's edition I'll find out for sure. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Bob Zemeckis, cuz he was in, instrumental for the TV show wow. Him and Bob Gale. So what they did is they said, well, we really love these things. So they would go out and look for horror films they would like. And when the scripts would, they'd get them and say, oh, we can turn this into a Tales from the Crypt movie. Yeah. And so what they do is they tell us from the crypt it, where they'd make it a little more campy, a little more fun. And then they'd bookend they'd, it with they'd the make Crypt it, Keeper. They'd
3: make a bad script good.
2: Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I might be wrong. That. I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. Sure. Um, I'll find out in like three weeks when I get the Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, cause it's a collector's edition. So I'm hoping it's going to have a lot of interviews. Um, so yeah, it's just a fun movie, and that's what really got me into it. i uh, was watching at my grandfather's house, but, um, yeah, so Demon Night is a fun movie. Sweet. Brad, you're number nine. I can't remember. I gotta look at the list again.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, my number nine is Judge red I don't know how to intro <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: When there is crime in society, there is no justice. As a city, we continue to grow.
2: 73
7: citizen riots. Come and get
5: us! Put on your weapons and prepare to be judged! Justice!
0: this. Courts adjourned. Ready. You're a legend. You are my finest student.
9: Get Fred!
8: Fred! Fred! You're under arrest.
6: What's the charge? The murder. The energy is falsified.
8: Guilty as charged. I am the law.
6: I am the law. You want chaos? The sentence shall be life imprisonment. I'm the chaos. fred Heavy crushing paw.
9: Excuse
6: me? We're not together. It's not for this console to play God!
0: Who says politics is boring? you let
2: me come. I'll be the judge of that. You know what's funny is I'm looking I keep on looking for this movie on Blu-ray for my comic book cl- uh thing I'm doing. I can never find it. I mean huh. I can order it on Amazon, but I'm hoping I can find it cheaper somewhere else. It's I yeah. feel like
4: I see it everywhere.
2: I know, I thought I did too, but I can't seem to locate it anywhere. Maybe hmm. I need to go to Walmart or some trashy place. <laughs> Anyways, uh, why'd it make your list?
4: Uh, cause I think it's fun. I mean, uh, Rob Schneider's annoying in it, but. Um, <laughs> you know,
2: you know what the first Rob Schneider Stallone movie is, right? Oh, I should know this. Uh. Demolition Man.
4: Oh, he's a Demolition Man too? Yeah, he's a Demolition
2: Man. Wow. He's the guy who says he doesn't know how to use the three th- seashells. Ah. Uh, <laughs> wow,
4: yeah. Yeah. So anyways. Uh, Rob Schneider is also in a Van damn movie called Knock Off. <laughs> um, Rob Schneider is like a plague that won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Judge Dredd. I, I think it's fun. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm sure if you love the comic, you probably hate the shit out of this movie. Because <laughs> um, it's... You know, it's, it's a product of the 90s where they didn't give a shit about the source of material. They just, you know, put well, that, a star in
2: the lead. And yeah. that too, they didn't know. Besides Batman, they really didn't have, you know, dark, gritty superhero stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure they, you couldn't go to them. I mean, the dread that came out last year or the year before, you can go and say, Oh, I'm making a super violent comic book movie. They probably yeah. said, Uh, that doesn't sell. And yeah. so you have to, and when you get someone like Stallone, I'm sure they, they had to tailor it to him because, not that he's a bad actor, but he has a certain set of qualities that he is looking for in a movie. Yeah. Like Demolition Man. And,
4: uh, yeah, he's supposed to wear that helmet all the time, but when you're lead Stallone, like, he's gonna get his face in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I just think it's fun. It's silly. And Armand Asante is like ridiculous, you know, Powers Booth level mm-hmm. <laughs> villain in that movie. I don't um, remember that
2: film at all. Has the
4: great line of like, I am the law stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's a pretty standard uh, Judge Dredd story. Armando uh, uh, is like another judge who, or Judge Clone or something, uh, gets the whole. I think Max von Sydow is in it. And I gets, think you're right. Yeah, he gets the, all the judges to turn on Judge Dredd, so Judge Dredd is being ch- chased. And uh, if you don't know anything about Judge Dredd at all, they're they're the judge, jury, and executioner in the future. So they arrest people and they also hand out the sentences at the same time. Um, so yeah, he's on the run trying to clear his name and then Rob
2: Schneider's is bumbling sidekick throughout the movie. Yeah.
1: Hmm. You know, That's I, it. it's,
2: I always think of the fifth element like judge Red, but they try to take it seriously because it kind of <laughs> has the same aesthetic to it where yeah. it's a lot of flying cars, flying and cars and things like that. And everyone thinks that the fifth element's great. And I'm like, eh, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right.
3: Fifth element's pretty great. It's all right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> cool. So that's it.
4: James, what's your nine?
3: All right. My number nine is uh, also a movie that I think other people would argue is not that great, but I really love it. My number nine is Cutthroat Island.
0: We set sail for Cutthroat
7: Island!
9: Put your backs into it. Why don't you row? Why don't you swim?
0: We can't leave yet, Captain. We haven't put enough food on board. We need less mouths. <laughs>
10: That from now on, we should be partners. 50
7: 50.
6: 60 40. I find myself being fired upon
9: by an entire ship!
10: Give me the man. Give me the kiss,
9: first. Come to seek my treasure, have you? Let's finish this.
3: So, to be fair, part of why I love this movie is that there is a dearth of good pirate movies. And this is because
4: of it. (laughs) No, no. Cutthroat (laughs) Island
3: is fun. They stopped
4: making pirate movies after this one. Yeah, but only because
3: people didn't see it. Not because the movie is dog shit. Like, that movie is really fun. Like, the action scenes are cool. I think the story that they're telling there is actually maybe even better at its core than, like, the first Pirates is. What? Like, the... No, I just mean like the, the adventure piece of it, right? So you've oh, yeah. got like these three pirate brothers who have, um, who each have a piece of this pirate treasure and one of them is turned into kind of an asshole and they're starting to die off. And so like there is this, you know, um, quest to go get these three pieces. I love that the first movie starts and like this guy dies and you're like, where's his, where's his piece of the puzzle? And he's tattooed it on his head underneath his hair. So once he dies, they have to like oh, yeah, I remember they that. have to shave his head and then cut his part of his scalp off, and so she 's got like her uncle 's scalp the whole movie that she 's like you know bartering with and trying to protect and all that um there's some corny stuff about it for sure, and you know it it doesn 't have the budget that you would need to like like the other pirates of the Caribbean um. But I, I really enjoy it. I've owned this movie on, on DVD. I think I even own it on Blu-ray now too. I'd have to double check <laughs> whether or not I've Blu-ray? replaced it. I'm not sure. Um, I know I still have a DVD of it. Um, but it's really fun. Like the, the banter's pretty cool and, you yeah, is it the best movie ever? No, it's my number nine. No, it's, yeah. Hey, uh, I
2: have Leprechaun on mine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I think it's one that certainly like, if you're out there and you want that kind of an adventure movie, there's not a lot of them out there for you. And so this one certainly scratches that itch. Um And so it gets extra points for that, you know? Because I, I don't need every movie... You know, this is the same year that, like, Bad Boys came out. I don't need every movie to be a cop-action movie. I want something that's, you know, a little different. But the problem is, every time they put out a Cutthroat Island, a Sahara, uh something like that that's an adventure movie, sure, are they... 90% out of 100 are they not perfect films yes are they really great and fresh absolutely it's, those are the movies that I want so I really like *Cutthroat Island so people should check it out
2: I remember I've seen it once but I remember having fun watching it and I yeah. don't and I remember you can see down Gina Davis's shirt at one point when she jumps off the cliff <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's all I remember from I the movie don't, I don't remember you that don't movie. no I don't <laughs> tell your mom I'm sorry when she listen
4: to this part He's too busy w- watching Matthew Modine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Being lost in Modine's face.
3: <laughs> no. Um yeah, I just yeah, I think Gina Davis is really cool. And she's a badass. Like mm. how can you argue with I a like badass her long kiss good night. Chick? Yeah, yeah, right? Like
1: Both Rennie Harlan movie. <laughs> This she's movie
2: ruined cool. Rennie Harlan's career. <laughs> um Oh Rennie Harlan. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and the villain I can't remember the actor's name who plays the villain, but I th- I always think he's pretty he's pretty awesome. That's um, <laughs> so funny we had the same memory, Brad.
2: Being <laughs> dirty assholes. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, Gina. Jump off Remember cliff. when you saw that lady from Beetlejuice's tits in Cutthroat Island?
3: <laughs> but you don't even. You're just saying, like, you can kind of see down our shirt.
4: Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go watch it. It's a wall. wide shot. It yeah, is. You have to really, like... You have to really use the DVD. A- zoom in. <laughs> yeah. Scan. I don't think they have on Blu-ray anymore, the zoom-in feature. I
2: don't think they do, yeah. But maybe with Blu-ray, it'll be a clearer, sharper picture, so you don't need it. You just get up and get closer to the TV. I'll bookmark that scene (laughs) on my Blu-ray.
4: The next time you start it up, it just doesn't start at the beginning of the movie. It just starts at that scene. Yes.
3: (gasps) Oh, man. (laughs) All right. Ryan, is your your number eight that scene from Cutthroat
1: Island?
2: Yes. My number eight (laughs) is Gina Davis's loose shirt. No, my number eight is a film I recently rewatched, recently came out on Blu-ray, and oh. I was so happy because when I was a kid, I loved this movie because uh Growing Up Fat is a movie <gasps> that you just enjoy because because <laughs> it's fun and silly and cheesy, but the kids in it are really honest and funny and they're great, and it has Ben Stiller's first performance before he was uh White Goodman. <laughs> I think White Goodman and his character in Heavyweights are basically the same character. And so yeah, my number 8 film from 1995 is Heavyweights. I'm so
3: happy. Come on, pull over.
1: Yeah, I'm starving. Far
2: from the everyday world, yeah! there is a place.
7: A place where big Congratulations, Mr. Sims. You are the fattest boy in camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is beautiful.
5: Tipmo download.
7: And then Isn't it? This is definitely not
6: sanitary.
7: For Jerry and his friends, it was a dream come true. Until the new owner,
10: that is, out of here,
6: Mister! Oh no!
7: Turned it into a nightmare.
10: Lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle.
7: Now, after six weeks of frustration, then we're gonna climb that one thousand foot rock face over there. Starvation.
1: There isn't a
9: gummy bear left in this entire camp
7: and humiliation <laughs>
9: nice swing you fat tubo everyone having
7: fun jerry's out to do something oh. far more important than lose a few pounds i have a plan he's out to gain respect
6: what is going on you can't kidnap the
5: owner of a camp oh! welcome to the annual apache relay We're as good as anybody and it's about time we started acting that way. Take them
10: down, Cappy.
7: Walt Disney Pictures presents a comedy for every kid. Tell me the artist and title, please. Uh, sure.
6: Da Vinci's Mona Lisa.
7: <laughs> Tired of taking it.
6: I'm so slow. It would have been cool to go fast.
7: And ready to dish it out
5: heavyweights.
2: Just everything about this film is you know, it's cheesy, but it's kind of funny, and by kind of funny I mean it's pretty funny. It has really uh an unusual sense of humor about it. Yeah. And it's just about fat kids going to fat camp and Ben Stiller being like their Nazi uh camp counselor that won't let them eat anything and well, it's almost it's-
3: like like they're all there. To commune about the fact that they are all fat and yeah. hopefully learn ways to get better, and he's there like they're at fat boot camp. Yeah, and it's like you all are pieces of shit and you all are gonna get thin in fifteen minutes. And I know? always
2: loved. I always, I still laugh at the scene where they go on a hike and Ben Stiller is like doing yoga and headstands. It's just really goofy. <laughs> um, I think
4: it's th- funny that it came out with the poster. It's like the four kids holding up a gigantic sub sandwich. Yeah, yeah, and now it's like. On DVD, it's just Ben Stiller only with the backpack on. and it's Just the <laughs> yeah. heavyweights. Yeah. yeah. It's like that. The focus changed on that movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah,
3: because he's not the main character. Like, no. he's more like a, a Sandlot where he plays Cujo.
4: Yeah,
2: and yeah, he I mean, I mean he's,
3: he's in it. He's in it more than the dog in Sandlot. Yeah, but, but he's
2: not in it that much though. No. More, it's about the kids trying to sneak. You know, f- I love I used to love that they had candy bars in like the tree yes. stump. Yeah. Like, oh, that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but the movie's really cute too, and it has a great message about how you treat your kids if they're overweight and things like that. I, it, Cause it's an also an Apatow movie. So it's, it has a message to it and it's a really cute film. I think you can get on Blu-ray for like 12 bucks yeah, and it's totally worth it. I, I really loved, and I love the goat cart racing at the end where they beat the skinny popular kids and, Uh, Yeah, it's just a movie I really, I've always loved. That's a genuinely awesome movie. Yeah. So yeah, my number eight film is Heavyweights.
3: I'm so glad you put it on your list because I, I wanted to find (laughs) a way. I already made places for other little niche movies, some of which like Cutthroat Island, we've already talked about. So I was like, I I can't, I can't cut all the great movies out of this list. It was hard.
2: You know, when I was thinking again, uh, I might leave some movies that are better off this list. Yeah. Uh, like seven, but the. Yes. But to me, It's what I enjoyed and what they mean to me. I I do it every year when I make lists because, again, I'm not some snooty critic for the Chicago Times or, you know, I'm not going to say fucking some foreign film is the best movie of the year. It's just not who I am. I I like to be entertained. So heavyweights entertain me more than seven. So Very fair. uh, Very fair. Brad, what's your number eight film of the year?
3: Is it a foreign film?
4: No. Is it Um, seven? That
2: was going (laughs) to be
3: really awkward.
4: It is not seven, because uh, we're on number eight. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. uh, my number eight is, I guess, a respectable movie called The Usual Suspects.
0: Usually,
7: when there is a crime there is a motive.
0: I want to know why. 27 men died on that pier. For what looks to be $91 million worth of dope that wasn't there. Usually, when there is a lineup, there's only one real suspect. This whole thing was a shakedown. And there's no way they'd line five felons in the same room. But this is not the usual crime. This is not the
7: usual motive.
10: He was in the harbor killing
7: many men.
1: Kaiser
10: Schinze! He saw
7: a Kaiser Sosa. And these are not the usual suspects. Keaton. I'm a businessman. McManus. There's nothing that can't be done. Hockney.
8: What, you got a team of monkeys
0: working around the clock on this? Fenster. Flip you. Flip you for real. Verbal Kint. Roger, really?
1: People say I talk too much.
0: He
10: doesn't know what you want to know. I don't think he does.
0: Not
7: exactly. But there's a lot more to his story, believe me. Everything is what it seems.
0: The greatest trick the devil ever pulled he's here. was convincing the world. I know, he's here! He didn't exist. You've got to look beyond the usual
7: suspects.
0: I'm smarter than you. And I'm going to find out what I want to know, whether you like it or not. I work for Kaiser Soze. He feels you owe him. He does not expect all of you to live, but those of you who do will have $91 million. It was Kaiser Soze, Agent Kuyan. I mean, the devil himself. I'm telling
7: you, it's Kaiser
0: Soze. There is no Kaiser Soze. Keaton always said, "I don't believe in God, but I'm afraid of him." Well, I believe in God, and the only thing that scares me is Kaiser Soze.
2: yeah who is kaiser so say
3: i know right don't spoil it my mom's listening she hasn't seen it yet. She oh, hasn't seen it.
2: oh yeah. i haven't seen that in a movie in a while i remember yeah. when i saw it the first time i was too young to understand it and then i saw it again like this movie's pretty good yeah, yeah. it's a
4: really good mystery uh you know brian singer before he only did superhero movies was this his first film i think so it might be his first big studio film yeah um it's like the one you get after you do mm-hmm. your indie yeah. school film yeah
2: it was it's his breakout picture
4: so, uh, Kevin rem- Spacey's breakout role Yeah,
2: remind everybody yeah. what the film's about
4: um, I haven't seen it in a while But uh, Kevin Spacey Is, I forget his character's name It's like weird, I mean, he goes into the police station
3: the, They keep calling him like the Gimp Or the um, He uh, has a yeah. real
4: name, but it's like Anton or something
3: Yeah, I can't remember, shoot
4: Or, or It's Verbal Kint yes! Yeah. Yes. So he goes into this police station and starts talking to I think Chaz Palminteri yeah. Is the mm-hmm. detective Yeah and he's got like information on some kind of criminal enterprise going down and like Gabriel Burns the lead of it so he starts it's recounting not great the stories in this movie yeah. yeah um yeah they all the great actors are on a lineup on the cover um <laughs> but yeah like they're running some uh criminal organization thing and then uh they're trying to figure out like this there's this character Kaiser Sose behind it but they don't like know who he is he's like a ghost
3: yeah basically um, like like kaiser Soze is the character who who corrals these you know this short list of guys into doing this job yeah. but nobody ever meets him so right. they can't figure out who he is so even though they know who's pulling off the job they can't prove anything
4: yeah and then get into cahoots with this guy kobayashi um yeah. who runs some company and they go on the mission and then it turns out they've been double-crossed or something oh, that's right by, yeah, i haven't seen this movie in a while uh Presumably Kaiser so say, and then there's this other twist at the end, which is like the whole staple of the movie. Yeah. Um, which I won't say because (laughs) yeah, don't. uh, You really
3: shouldn't, because anybody who hasn't seen it. That and it's one of the best
4: twists in movies. Yeah, it's like yeah, one of the best cinematic twists. Yeah. And I remember being blown away by it too, and it's a credit to the acting and that.
3: Oh yeah. 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 Yeah.
4: And actually,
2: they make you think it's somebody else. The whole yeah. So anyway. mm. Yeah, I didn't put it on my list because I haven't seen it in so long, and I know it's a great movie but I didn't feel right putting it on my list because I it, haven't yeah, watched in a while. Yeah, I haven't so watched it in a while, so I really
4: like it. Yeah, yeah.
2: and that, and I said, you know, because I remember all the great actors. I remember how great it's shot, and I, but I don't know where I could put it, and I didn't think it would be fair to the film, and I knew one of you guys would have it on it. Yeah, um, it's one that it,
3: it doesn't show up on my list because it's it's a movie. I, I mean, I watched it not too long ago. Um, It's not a movie that I watch a lot. Like it's not a movie that I want to go back to very often because it's it's one where I want to sit there and watch it and really enjoy it. But then once I've seen it once every couple years, I'm like, all right, I've scratched the itch, you know. Um, But it is it's just a it's a really brilliant little movie. Yeah, so check it out. Yeah, for sure.
4: James, what's your number eight?
3: My number eight is uh, now. This is a movie I haven't seen in a while, which is unfair, but it's just really good. It's so good. I even like the sequel, despite the fact that the sequel is not that great. My number eight is Get Shorty.
10: In a town known for fame,
7: wealth, and glamour, one honest man has come to Hollywood. To make a killing. My name's Chili Palmer.
9: Chili's a gangster. Ran a club I used to play at for another gangster back in Miami. How is Momo these days, anyway? Dead.
8: That- she make movies, huh? I produce feature motion pictures. I got an idea for a movie.
10: Doesn't everybody?
9: Yesterday you were alone, Sean.
10: Yeah, but I was never that into
9: it.
10: You think the movie business is any
0: different? Ray, look at me. Why don't you take a look at that? You must bring something heavy to the deal. I do. Me.
7: I think you ought to turn around and go
0: back to Miami.
10: You're a man, huh?
7: Yeah. You're any good. I mean, he's got no respect for us. Oh!
10: That's not bad for a guy his size. He's got a major star interested. There's some two-time Academy Award
0: nominee
6: Martin Weir.
10: He played the uh, mob guy turned snitch in Cyclone. Yeah, one of his best parts. No, well, the best part was when he played the crippled gay guy that climbed Mount Whitney. I guess in your line of work, uh, there's times you have to get kind of rough, huh?
1: Not really.
8: Have you spoken with Mr. Palmer since your husband blew up? Oh,
7: my God! It he says here. You're getting Martin real for the part of Lovejoy. How
1: are
10: you going to do that?
1: I'm going to take a gun.
10: I'm going to put it to his head. And I'm going to say, sign the papers, Martin, or you're dead. That's it. I wonder, would that work? John Travolta.
1: I think he could be an actor. I know you're acting sometimes, but you don't show
10: it. I thought I was faking. Gene Hackman. Yeah, let me help you out Go ahead
5: and suck Renee Russo.
9: Harry's dreaming of a $40 million
8: production. He'll never get off the ground. With a star, he'll never sign with or without my help.
0: And Danny DeVito. Looking at you, I'm having memories of us. And I'm wondering, how did
10: it go wrong? How did it all slip away?
1: Well, it didn't slip away, Martin. You did when you went off with Nikki at my birthday party.
9: Yeah, that mm-hmm. was a good party. Rough business, this movie business. Don't you puke on my shoes,
7: Harry.
10: I may have to go back to lawn just to take a rest. Get Shorty.
7: Fade out.
2: I can't believe you pick Get Shorty. <laughs> That's my Travolta.
1: That's pretty good.
4: It's Travolting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow. Uh, wow. Uh,
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, um so <laughs> Get Shorty is the story of a a uh like a kind of gangster, kind of guy, but a cool gangster based um, on
4: the who, books by that guy.
3: By Elmore Leonard, yeah. yeah he is. Um who who <laughs> goes based on the book by Elmore Leonard. Uh he goes out to Hollywood and gets uh he's basically a really big film buff. Um he, he kind of plays the role of like every armchair film critic like us um, who, you know, watches movies from Hollywood and sits back and goes like, well, oh, man, like, why don't they just do it this way or why I could always make a better movie. So he goes out there for this job um, to get this guy to, like, pay his boss back or whatever and falls into this hole of movie producers and, like, writers and all this stuff and ends up trying to get his own movie made. Um, and it's just a really funny, like, romp through Hollywood. Um, there's a lot of... Really great characters, and, and, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a really fun movie. I, I, it's one of the first Elmore Leonard movies that I ever saw. And I don't, it was a while before I started, like, you know, really appreciating how good he was. Um, but this was one that, from the very first time I saw it, which I was probably too young to see it the first time, I was just like, this is awesome. Like, I really like these characters. It was after John Travolta was making his comeback. Um, so he's just damn good. Which cool. one? Well, his third? Fair, fair, yeah. Yeah. I think he's due for another one. I think.
2: Well, the thing is, is like, he has a comeback. Does he really have to have a comeback if he constantly just makes good movies every once in a while?
3: Uh, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. He makes, he makes bad movies sometimes. Everybody does, except yeah. Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, get shorty. It's really good. My number eight. Cool.
1: Uh,
2: my number seven. So, as you can tell by my list, is, you know, the real critical darlings are going to show up later. <laughs> yeah but again there's movies that when you're younger and now that you're older you still totally enjoy and I could watch anytime and this movie is one of those movies because it reminds me of being fun and silly with all my friends and my number seven movie is Billy Madison Do
10: you remember that spelling B you won in the first grade hmm? oh no you didn't
0: rock R-O-K rock yeah,
9: so what's your point?
6: R O C K! The C
9: is silent. <laughs> I'll do each grade in two weeks, take the test, re graduate, prove to you I'm not an idiot, and then I get to take over Madison Hotel.
0: You pass every grade before June 15th, you take over instead of Eric.
9: Don't you think it's a little pathetic that just because of who your father is, you get to come to school all over again?
8: Yes, I do. I want you
9: all to meet our new friend, Billy. Can everyone say hello to Billy?
8: Hello, Billy!
9: I heard he's retarded or something. (laughs) You just passed the first grade.
5: I am the smartest man alive! (laughs) (laughs) Today, Junior? You want some more of that? I didn't think so! Now you're all in big, big trouble.
9: B U N T. In perfect cursive. Any more brain busters? Next week you we have another bunch of kids to impress and another teacher to Annoying. annoy. I don't want to annoy another teacher, Miss Vaughn. I want to annoy you. Where's Billy? He's in school,
6: man. Want to trade me this banana? You know how badly I can beat you, right? That Veronica Vaughn is
0: one piece of ace.
5: You blew it! If you're gonna stay home today, you can help me shave my armpits. My <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'll go to school. I
9: had an accident. You had an accident? What does that mean? You! Spanish Armada. 1469. 15. Please do not do that. Come on. God, give me the
3: answer! What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard.
2: Everyone in this room is
3: now dumber for having listened to it.
5: Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but... uh... Billy Madison? (laughs) Oh, back to school. Back to school.
2: Back to school. It's (laughs) quacktastic. Yeah, Remember when he draws a really shitty duck in class? And she says, Billy, why did you draw your duck that way? He's like, well, I've never seen a blue duck, and I've always wanted a blue duck. Just so stupid. But I, I love the movie. Every time I watch it, I laugh. It, it just cracks me up. And I, I watched Adventures in Babysitting last week and Bradley Whitford was in it. Mm-hmm. And he's like the hunk guy in Adventures in, Babys- Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. And I can never get past that. He's always plays a weasel and everything. And I'm pretty sure Billy Madison got me thinking that way about him because he's <laughs> the weasel like, CEO guy. And he plays him so well. Uh, yeah, I just love the movie, and it's everything that people probably don't like about Adam Sandler, but I love where he's just a goofy man-child, you know? There's parts where he gets so drunk that he chases a man-sized penguin, and it's just so stupid. But, you know, he starts dating the really hot fourth-grade teacher, I think it's his fourth-grade teacher, and he gets really drunk after he, uh, gets uh like, loses the bet, and he shows up at her house drunk, And he looks up the stairs, and the penguin has a martini and a cigar, and he like shakes it at him, like "Look what I just did." He says, "Well, actually, what happened here? So sorry to interrupt." And I just love that stuff (laughs) because it doesn't make any sense. And Uh, why is there a giant penguin? I don't know. It's funny.
4: I know a lot of people uh, when you ask, like, what was the name of the Adam Sandler movie where he's playing golf, and like people get Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore confused. Yeah. Uh, What's the premise of Billy Madison? (laughs)
2: Oh, uh, Billy Madison he's in school, right? No, Billy Madison is he is the son of a huge hotel corporation guy. I guess he's a guy who's in charge, a CEO of a, hotels, and he's getting ready to retire, and he's gonna and he's gonna leave his company to Eric, who's Bradley Whitford's character, and Adam Sandler plays Billy Madison doesn't want that to happen, and so he finds out that he got his way paid through school. And so he makes a bet with his dad that for two weeks, he'll go to every grade and pass the tests. And if he does that, then he's in charge of his company. And that's the premise. So it's him just, it's basically like a bunch of skits with Adam Sandler being goofy. Huh. And Norm MacDonald's in it and
4: probably other SNL people.
2: Yeah. But Chris Farley's in it as the bus driver. Um, <laughs> it's just really funny. Uh, there's this. Uh, there's always a really funny part. They So Chris Farley takes him on like a field trip and there's to some, I don't know, place where there's an old lady showing him around and they go there and they're like, man, who would eat 37 box lunches? And it cuts to Chris Farley with Norm Macdonald and they're eating lunches going, and it's, I don't know why. I don't know how <laughs> Norm <laughs> Macdonald showed up on the bus trip, <laughs> but it's funny.
1: Um, and
2: uh, at the end, Chris Farley makes out with a giant penguin. <laughs> huh. And, hey, there's a really great, like, musical number that I should make James find and play for you right now. All right.
5: Yes, I will go back to school and achieve victory. No man will take what my father has built Unless that man is me! My Billy, sweet Billy boy I knew you would go back No one can stop you if you try
9: Don't I have a
5: nice rack? car, I thank you For beating the shit out of me I see things so clearly now I choose my destiny Oh, Billy, I knew you had it in you We're here to help you, Billy Get back in school to stay You gotta work real hard And stick it up Till
6: graduation
5: day Hey, kids, it's me I bet you thought that I was
7: dead But when I fell just broke my leg and got a
5: hemorrhage in my head. <laughs> there are obstacles in the way, hey. but together we shall overcome. Because you can't break a spirit and you can't kill a dream. Do you have any more gum,
2: more gum,
5: more gum, more gum? Do you have any more gum?
2: Yeah, that's funny. Because there's a clown that died earlier and he comes back with blood pouring out of his mouth and sings in it. (laughs) Again, this movie is so bizarre. It's Adam Sandler humor. If you've ever seen him do stand-up, he's pretty goofy. But, yeah, Billy Madison because, yeah. And if you get the Blu-ray, when Bridget Wilson gets in the pool to punch him, you can see through her shirt, too. (laughs) Brad, what's your number seven?
3: Wait, uh, I want to ask really quick because I've never seen Billy Madison. Should I see Billy Madison?
2: If you want to see a silly, stupid comedy, yeah, I think it's funny. Do you think I'll like it? No <laughs>
3: <laughs> I appreciate your honesty I'll probably give it a shot yeah,
2: yeah I mean I would see it I always laughed at it Brad yeah. did you like Billy Madison? That's alright Yeah I mean it's not for everybody Is it
3: your number 8 movie of the year? No Okay <laughs> we already
2: We're on did my 7 eight. We're on
3: 7 right yeah <laughs>
2: Brad what's your number 7?
4: My number 7 is my number 7 Just cause it's 7 <laughs>
8: <laughs> Do you like what you do for a living? These things you see
0: have to wear blinders sometimes. Most times. Detective William Somerset is looking for a way out.
8: You're retiring. Six more days
7: and you're all the way gone. So how long have you lived here?
0: Too long. Detective David Mills is looking for a way in. We'll be spending every waking hour together from now until the time I leave. I'll show you who your friends and enemies are. Look, I will come inside by you. not here. Ladies we gentlemen, we have ourselves a homicide. They're caught in a game. No fingerprints and no witnesses of any kind. Nope. About the only thing we know about that guy right now is he's totally insane. Where the price of sin is death. There are seven deadly sins. Gluttony.
9: You're going to come take a look at this? Greed. No one touches anything.
0: Sloth. Wrath. Pride. Lust. And envy. Seven. You can expect five more of these. body was found on
8: Tuesday morning.
0: I hate this city.
8: We're gonna get who did this. This will be the very definition of swift justice. There are two more bodies, two more victims. This guy's methodical, exacting, and
0: worst of all, patient. He's laughing at us.
9: (laughs) He had a gun.
0: He's two murders away from completing his masterpiece. Hey! Let's finish it. Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow.
10: Have you ever seen anything like
0: this? No.
3: Seven. That's awesome.
1: <laughs>
2: That's pretty good. Uh, it's
3: also the seventh highest grossing film of the year.
2: Really? Yeah, 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 1995. Weird. I know. Did um, you see... Did, does Box Office Mojo put it as S-E, the number seven in E-N, or is it no, just it's, seven?
3: Well, I actually was looking at Wikipedia when I looked at my list, so... I'm going to look right now when you talk about it.
4: Uh, but yeah, it's... You know, not just that it's, you know, my number seven movie, because seven, um, it's a good movie. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's not really one of my favorite movies, but um, from 95... Um, it's really disturbing, great thriller. Um, Brad Pitt, and Morgan Freeman, these two detectives trying to track down this, um, serial killer who is also Kevin Spacey.
3: <laughs> Spoilers.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Whatever you, you find. Like, he it's not the only
4: movie he's de- Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I know he starts the movie that way. So. Yeah.
4: He he plays that character a couple times and yeah. across history. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, There's this killer doing these murders based on the seven deadly sins, and it's famous for the the what's-in-the-box line. (laughs) uh, It's a pretty good mystery, and uh, David Fincher's just, like— Oh, yeah, wonderfully shot. Wonderfully shot. uh, That part where there's the one guy who kills that woman with, like, the spiked dildo thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I always thought the really fat guy was creepy, too. Oh, such a disturbing. And the one guy who's, uh, like—I think it's the one who dies from sloth, but he's not really dead— Oh When that yes. fucker wakes up you're like oh jesus I Christ. have really pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's so it's I, like saw before saw. I have
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: always said it was it was saw for like intelligent people. Um <laughs> I because think the first
4: saw is pretty intelligent. I don't.
3: It, like it yeah it's it's a very similar thing where they're telling the story about this guy who's like vindictively punishing people for their behavior. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just so well written. But yeah, it's it's messed up. Yeah. Um it's a really good movie. I appreciate your list already Brad just because you're knocking off movies that I really wanted to put on my list but mm. wasn't able to.
4: <laughs> well I think through the, like when I was doing my list I was looking at stuff that I want on there I was like no they'll probably have it too so I can <laughs> le- I can leave it off. Good. So um,
2: know, I did the there. same thing because there's actually a lot of good movies. Oh yeah. And like I really enjoyed 7 but I didn't know if I would put it on my top 10. Yeah. Because again it's it is a tight thriller. It's cool i love the chase through the rain oh, i think that's yeah. a really cool scene man um but yeah i you know i just didn't do it yeah. and i'm glad someone else did have i ever told you guys the story about the first time i watched seven the double-sided dvd
4: yes <laughs> <laughs> so you watched the end first yeah i watched yeah. the second
3: half. i started it i started at sin number five i i saw <laughs> i saw like two sins and then the end and then the character the like the thing that's in the box that that actor was not in the movie, yep. the second half of the film. <laughs> so like, I was I, just like, I so to really fucked with you. What? Yeah, I was like, what the hell is that in the box? Yeah. Well, of all the things that could be there. Yeah, and yeah. then the movie just ends like 45 minutes in, and I was like, what What did I do wrong? And it was because, for anybody who doesn't remember the story, it was because the movie was split in half, and I started on the wrong half. So I had yeah. to go back and watch the opening sequence of the movie. <laughs> Oh man! And it then had less th- impact, right? And then it made more sense. I was like, "Oh, that's who that person is." Oh, that's really <laughs> sad. This is a sad movie. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. What's Gwyneth Paltrow's name? really
2: good in it because she's quiet. <laughs> <in> the movie.
3: <laughs> oh, she's especially quiet in the second half. Um,
4: James, what's your number seven? My number I'm seven. I'm sure seven
2: would have been Laura's number one movie from '95. Oh, totally. Yeah, seven. Seven, the movie Seven. Yeah, it's so one, of one of her favorites. What's your,
4: what's your favorite movie of 1995, Laura? I don't
3: know. Seven. <laughs> it's probably seven. Do you like Billy Madison more than seven?
4: Judge, Dred- <laughs> Judge Dredd. <laughs>
1: yeah. Just...
3: <laughs> um, so my number seven of 1995 uh, is a movie that I'm pretty positive is not going to be on either of your lists uh, and is probably kind of weird to be on mine, but I I saw this movie so many times on TV after I first saw it It used to be one That they just Reran and reran And the action was here is so cool um, Too bad I don't like The director anymore My number seven Is Desperado
10: I was visiting a bar And in he walked You saw his face
8: His face Now I mean every step He took towards the light Just when you thought His
0: face was about To be revealed It wasn't It was as if The lights Dimmed Just for him they call him a loner.
6: I know who you are. Really? You kill drug dealers.
0: They killed the woman I love.
6: They ruined my life.
0: They called him a miss. You've heard stories of that man that carries a guitar case full of
5: weapons. Find him and kill him.
6: I hope you don't think you can take someone like all by yourself.
5: Really?
0: They made the mistake of calling his bluff. Is something in the guitar
10: case? Guitar?
0: No. It's time to face the music. Let's play. The new film from Robert Rodriguez.
2: Yeah, Desperado's a sweet movie. Yeah. Uh
3: I I remember uh the first time I saw it, it was it was on TV, and like I'm just watching uh, uh Antonio Banderas in this bar, and like I'm aware something's going on, um, but there's like this tension building and the dialogue's cool, and then this and then the the guitar case opens up the first time oh, yeah. and he goes down, pulls up these two guns, and this action scene starts that is over the top and silly, but it is so much fun. And then there's the whole thing with like Quentin Tarantino in the back. Um I think it's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Isn't it? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's in the back, like, going to talk to this boss, and then everything goes bad because Antonio Banderas is there, so Quentin gets killed. Um, and it's just a, it's a really awesome action sequence. The, the rest of the movie is like. You know, it's still really cool i still think it has one of the coolest scene...
2: walkaway scenes from an explosion ever oh yeah. when he's walking and grabbing selma hayek and was like pfft.
3: yeah yeah it's, pretty oh, badass. it's so cool i think it's the cover of a couple of the blu rays i, I think it is um should be because yeah. it's awesome and then it ends like i i had never seen el mariachi so there's this whole thing where it's it's a part of this larger story or at least it seems like it is and like he meets up with this guy who turns out to like be his brother or whatever. And he's like the drug dealer guy that he's been fighting the whole time. And they fight and they like, you know, he ends up winning, you know, and then he goes out and he like calls his buddies and they send all these dudes to come kill Antonio Banderas, character. And then the other mariachi show up. And one of them's a dude who's got this big, mm-hmm. like bass guitar case and he flips it over his shoulder and a the hole pops out of the bottom. Cause it's a rocket launcher. Remember like, like, just... when
2: Robert Rodriguez would make fun movies?
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean this movie's just really enjoyable, you know? Um Selma Hayek's really good. Well Yeah. She's fine, you know. Um she's pretty. She is. Like the the Night character does isn't there for much, but like to get in trouble and for Antonio Banderas to save, so I mean that's too bad, but still, it's a cool movie. Um yeah, it's just it's really enjoyable. Um, and it's just so, so, like, that whole idea of, like, these mariachis who have cases full of weapons is just so silly that you have a hard time not enjoying it. Yeah. Um, it's really too bad that, that, um, Once Upon a Time in Mexico is so boring and shitty. Um, like, it's just so far away from what Desperado is. So, um, yeah. That's my number seven.
2: Cool. Cruising along. Yeah. Uh, my number six is actually on a list from someone who sent one in. And I thought I was the only one who loved this film. Um, it's, it's another horror film and it's directed by a really famous horror director. In fact, I think it's his second best film. And a lot of people will say that The Thing is his second best film or maybe, Ooh. uh, uh, what's another uh, great film? They Live. Yeah. Um, but to me, uh, Halloween, Hall- Halloween is his best film. But to me, his second best film is my number six film from 1995, and it's called In the Mouth of Madness.
7: The stories could not meet the demand of Sutter Kane's novel, In the Mouth of Madness. Kane disappeared two months ago without a trace. He's the guy that writes horror books.
1: You
9: can forget about
0: Stephen King.
9: Kane outsells them all. I need to know
1: if he's alive or dead, and I need that book.
0: It's a setup. It's a set up. I just have to work out how it's set up.
1: Kane's writing has been known to have an effect on his readers. <laughs>
7: This it's a map. This whole thing has been staged. You just get out. This is not
5: reality.
1: It's all happening for real, Trent. <sighs> <sighs> I don't
8: know this book. Hope so the movie comes out next month
2: one I think it's one of the coolest titles for a movie ever
3: it's a um it's a lovecraft
2: isn't it it is not a lovecraft it's oh, okay. I always thought it was it's in the style uh, it's about a, a horror writer who goes missing and Sam Neill plays an insurance investigator who goes to find him because he's, uh, Charlton Heston plays a publisher who is due a book from, he's basically Stephen King. Yeah. So he's due this book. So he's like, you need to go find him because I need to put this book out because it's costing me a lot of money. And this guy, Sutter Kane, is going crazy and I don't know where he's at. So throughout the course of the film, before even, uh, Sam Neill's character leaves, he starts, uh, being attacked by crazy people on the way to this, Uh, place where Sutter Kane supposedly is at. He passes weird things on the road. Uh, they go to this town where nothing seems right. Uh, it's like, uh, there's monsters everywhere. And as Sam Neill is investigating it, he realizes everything he's doing is happening from Sutter Kane's books. And so it's like Sutter Kane. So it's
3: like goosebumps.
2: Yeah. It's like a new goosebumps. Yeah, like new goosebumps, except like a horror film and scary. Um, (laughs) And I, I always remember there's certain scenes in the film that just stick with me, and it's really well done. There's this part where this lady who is helping Sam Neill investigate, uh, there's these kids that are always running through town chasing this dog, and they would just randomly disappear kind of like little ghosts. And she finally catches up to them, and it's really late at night, and she says, hey, where's your kids' parents? And these kids turn around, and they have like these razor-sharp teeth. She's like, who looks after you? And they go, You do. And it's like really fucking creepy. And, uh, she says, uh, who is your mommy? You're our mommy. And it's just really bizarre. And you don't know what's right or wrong. And I love this line that Sam Neill delivers and he's yelling at this girl and she, he's like, this is in a book. This is not reality. This is not reality. And it's, it's a mind fuck throughout of it. You don't know what's real. You don't know what is. Uh, it's a really cool movie and it's one that I think a lot of people missed. I think it's pretty low on. I think it only made like ten million dollars. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a really cool movie, and it's one of those ones that's always stuck with me. Yeah. And it, just because it's different, uh the ending doesn't quite. Uh, I guess the climax doesn't quite hold up. The ending is really good. Yeah. The climax is me, but uh but it redeems itself because the ending is really good.
3: Is it just that like they have to find one of the books and write "They lived happily ever after" in the end and they close uh, it?
2: No. Okay. Uh, it starts. It starts where Sam Neil is reading the book. And it goes to, like his character. It says so and so is reading the book, and he says this and he says that line to that lady. So it kind of goes that way. Then he eventually finds Sutter Kane, and it gets really goofy. Oh.
1: Okay. But then it
2: ends with I don't want to spoil anybody. He, he, yeah. It ends different, and it was Sam Neill. It opens with Sam Neill at a place, and it ends with him at a place. And then the ending when he gets out is totally. It, it's really good. Okay. Um, but I recommend if you like psychological horror. And it's not violent, very, it's not very violent. It's more of just a mind bend. Cool. And, uh, Zach Eastman mentioned it in his list he sent to me. Sweet. Um, so I'm surprised because I, I know a lot of pe- horror film people like this movie, but it's not a really well known John Carpenter film. Yeah. Um, so I, it's my second favorite film he's ever done. Um, I mean, The Thing is great, but uh, I just like, cause this one's a little more different. I, I, I don't know. You have to see it. It's hard for me to, I, cause I don't want to describe too much cause it ruins it. Um, yeah, but,
3: that, that one I may actually really want to Yeah, check out I'll, because, I should let you borrow. I think you'd yeah, like it. Yeah.
2: Uh, because again, it starts off just like a psychological thriller where you're not sure what's happening. And again, even says it. What's reality? What's not reality? Is this really happening to me? And you can't leave the town. It's really cool. Um,
3: better or worse than Shutter Island? Better. Good. Whew. All right. Then I want watch it.
2: I think Shutter Island shot really well. <laughs> <laughs> I Agreed. think you say that about all Scorsese films. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's my number six, Brad.
4: Uh, my number six. Um. Is. I, I can't think of a fun pun for this one. <laughs> <laughs> my number six is coming back with a vengeance, because it's Die Hard with a vengeance.
7: In the hands of a mastermind of terror, I want to play a game with Lieutenant McLean.
0: What kind of game? Simon Says. The path to revenge leads straight to John McLean. If we don't do what this guy says, he's going to blow up another public. <laughs> well, why case. me? What does he got to do
7: with me? I have no idea. He just said it had to be you. It's nice to be needed. Simon says, get to the paper in Wall Street Station by ten twenty, or the number three train and its passengers vaporize.
8: I'm not jumping
5: through hoops for some psycho. That's a white man with white problems. You deal with it. <laughs> Where are you going, I know what I'm doing. Not even God knows what you're doing.
7: This guy wants to pound on you till you crumble.
5: Are you aiming for
7: these people? No. Well, maybe that mime. He wants you to dance to his tune and then
2: kill you. Oh, dear. You don't like me
5: because I'm white. I don't like you because you're going to get me killed.
0: On May 19th, a bad
5: idea ladies and gentlemen i am a new york police officer i'm going to ask you to calmly and quietly start moving towards the other end of the car
0: when the theater goes dark trust me guys duck the roof blows off
8: Look at that, they're sitting off bombs for some reason, he's very angry with me. <laughs> this, as they say, is where the plot
7: thickens.
5: They knocked over the Federal Reserve! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bruce Willis, Jeremy Irons, Samuel L. Jackson.
7: Congratulations! You're still alive. You became
0: a. In a John McTiernan film, Die Hard
10: with a Vengeance. John McLean, NYPD. Are you all right? Yes. Laundry day.
2: You should have said, "Simon says, my number six <laughs> is Die Hard with a Vengeance."
3: Yes, that would have been good. Yeah, that would have been great. All right, let's try it again. Simon said, "You know, no, what? Just you just, we just do the rest of my list." I should. <laughs> I'll take a break. <laughs>
4: Um mm. yeah, third Die Hard movie. Um I people- liked it because it was
2: different because you well, know
4: technically it is different because it's based on the Simon Says script from Shane Black. Yeah,
2: Right. But I mean for the Die Hard stuff because you know he it's more of a you know, it's an action film where he had to think, you know, how am I going to get this briefcase off this person in the park? And Yeah, it's a uh, cat and mouse game. Yeah, it's really cool. Um,
3: Which is cool, because, you know, part of what made Die Hard 1 so great was that, like, it's it's this normal guy in this crazy situation. He's got to do all this stuff, like, walk on glass, you know? And now um, he is
4: on his turf in New York.
3: Yeah, but in this one, he's got to be... He's got to use his smarts, you he's know? He's got to play detective it's a, it's to a very, solve the mystery. Right, it's a very unusual, like, action film.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, um, and then you find out that, uh, despite all this, uh, smoke and mirrors,
2: it's still just a heist. Yep. That's which pretty I think, cool.
4: I think even the bad guys say, like,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they, they do because it's like, he's just trying to distract them for what they're doing. Yeah. Right. Uh,
4: yeah. which is a pretty decent plan, I guess. Yeah.
2: No, I think the movie's um, cool. I think it's.
4: And a lot of the fun is, like, him and Second diehard. Uh, Sam, yes. Yeah,
2: I'd say it's better than two for sure. Um, oh,
3: yeah. I think it's my favorite. Is it really? really? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think the first one's the best one, but yeah, I, this I one's f- pretty close. The
3: first one is the best one. I think the third one is my favorite. Mm, you know what I'm saying? You're saying yeah. You know.
4: I think I would I would go one, four, three, two, really, two, and five. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah, five's five. really bad. Um, God, I remember sitting that movie like, what the fuck? Is that <laughs> How did this happen? Uh
3: you can go back in here. Yeah,
4: like him and Samuel Jackson have a fun like rapport in the movie. Yeah. It's fun to have him a, he has a sidekick. Whose name's Zeus?
3: Zeus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool.
4: Um so yeah, and then of course Jeremy Irons uh does a great job uh being a villain. Um Some yeah. really
3: cool action scenes in that movie. Um, yeah. yeah. I really
4: so, like yeah. that. So, my
3: cool. number six. <laughs> James. James. Alright, my number six is also a Bruce Willis movie, but is very much not a Die Hard film. My number six is Twelve Monkeys.
6: You're a very
0: good observer, Cole. We have a very advanced program, something very different.
9: An opportunity
6: to reduce your sentence considerably.
0: And possibly play an important role in returning the
7: human race to the surface of the Earth.
10: No license, no prints, no warrants. He took on five cops like he was dusted to the eyeballs. What year is this?
1: What year do you think it
10: is? 1996.
1: That's the future, James. Do you think you're living in the future?
8: I'm simply trying to gather information to help the people in the present trace the path of the virus. We're not in the present now. This is a place for crazy people. I'm not saying you're not mentally ill. For all I know, you're (laughs) crazy as a loon. The army of 12 monkeys, they're the ones that spread the virus. Monkeys? he
1: have been living in a
9: meticulously constructed fantasy world, and that world is starting to disintegrate. You
0: haven't become addicted to that dying world? No, sir.
1: He needs help. I
0: think I'm crazy when people start dying next month.
8: I don't belong here. You're here because of the system. I know some things that you don't know. Yes, my son. You sent me to the wrong year. You're certain of that?
9: Science ain't an exact science. You had a bullet from World War I in your leg, James. How did it get there? I
7: don't know. You're a trained psychiatrist. You know the difference between what's real and what's not.
8: You said that I had delusions. You said you could explain. I'm trying to!
7: I want the future to be unknown. I can help you. Get you out.
5: We're all monkeys.
7: But they mutate. We live underground. They're watching you.
8: I just want to do my part to get us back on top in charge of the planet.
2: I forgot that came out.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, this is a movie that I was obsessed with when I first saw it. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I probably watched it, I don't know, six or seven times in the first few months that I saw it. Um, cause it was one where I just really wanted to, I needed to figure it out, you know, and I probably saw it, I was probably 14 or 15 when I first saw it. Um, and like the mystery of 12 monkeys was so cool to me. And I don't think I really, I had a harder time really wrapping my mind around like, what it was trying to say and what it was doing and how the time travel worked. And especially because it is such of a, a mind fuck cause you don't know whether or not Bruce Willis is crazy. So 12 monkeys is a story of Bruce Willis is a guy in the future. Um, and in the future, like basically the surface of the earth is, um, polluted by this horrible virus that will kill most people. Um, and he goes up there. He's like, You even get to see it. It's a Terry Gilliam film. You get to see it at one point. He goes up to the surface, and there's like all these weird animals just free, like lions and bears and stuff. And you know, he collects some samples. He goes back, goes back down, and uh, in the in the place where he's living under the earth, it's like this very dystopian future. He basically lives in a prison. Uh, Actually, he is a prisoner. Um, And there's these scientists that are all very weird. um, And Everything is just really trippy, and they end up sending him back in time, uh, because since he's a since he's a criminal, they're like, okay, well you're no good to us, but we have to find a way to save the the human race, so we're gonna send you back in time, and you need to find out about uh about the twelve monkeys, because the twelve monkeys are is supposedly the group that released the this this virus on the earth. Um, he goes back, and and he keeps he goes back and forth, so he'll he'll jump back in time, he'll do some stuff, collect some information, and he'll come back to the future, and sort of divulge what he's learned um and it gets really trippy it gets to a place where you don't really know what's real like is bruce willis because when he goes back he gets captured for a really long time and held in a psych ward because they think he's insane um and they go so far as to make you think like maybe this guy just isn't like maybe this is a movie about a guy who's insane and thinks he's from the future you know um He ends up falling in love with Madeline Stowe, or she falls in love with him. He meets Brad Pitt, who is, uh, it's one of Brad Pitt's earlier roles. Um, I mean, at the same time that he was doing Seven, he was making this film. Uh, and it's very similar to Seven. He's, he's playing that, like, really sort of, um, spastic, like, talks really fast, like, really crazy, over the top. He's almost, he's almost chewing scenery, uh, but brilliantly acted, uh, plays this character who's really crazy, um, and, you know, they throughout the movie have to un unwind this whole yeah, mess of a story that they have of what's going on and Bruce Willis has gotta figure out who the twelve monkeys are. Um I I've always liked it because every every sequence the the story sort of changes a little bit. You don't you're always unsettled by what's going on, and once you really understand the story they're telling, it's actually really simple. Um it's, you know, it's just that the elements, because two things are happening at the same time, and then they're telling it in this backwards way, the, it all gets jumbled up and stays entertainingly confusing throughout the film until you can piece it all together and go, okay, this happened because of that, that happened because of that, A to B to C, end of movie. Um, I think it's actually one of the more coherent and, and populist Terry Gilliam films. Um, at least, you know, other than like, you know, Holy Grail, right, which is cheating. Um, but, uh, I, I've always really loved it. One of my favorite time travel movies. Um, and honestly, one of my favorite Bruce Willis movies. Like, I just think he's really good in this. So, um, yeah. Twelve Monkeys.
2: It's one of, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Uh. I really don't. I I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember uh, everyone really loving it. Mm -hmm. And I never got what the big hoopla was about. I I looked at it, probably because I'm not a Terry Gilliam fan. It's eh, whatever. Yeah. I I could never watch again and be just fine.
3: But I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge Brazil fan. Like, Mm. I I wouldn't call myself a Terry Gilliam fan, but this movie in particular I've always really enjoyed. Um, I just think that the details here are really well handled. So. B.J. Washington. He doesn't really come from outer space. That movie's good. Anyway. Ryan, what's your number, what, five?
2: Five. Um, I think this is the first time I might sweep some legs on this one. Oh, you son of a bitch. I am I am a sucker for uplifting American stories. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> and this is one of them by a wonderful director. I hate you! By one of the greatest actors of all time. Oh! Uh, my number five film and actually, watched this week, I didn't want to play my hand. Is Apollo 13.
3: Get f**ked, Ryan!
8: Apollo 13 flight controllers, give me a go no go for launch. You know that Easter vacation trip we had planned for Acapulco? Uh
1: uh-uh.
8: Procedures? Go. Control? Go, Fred. There might be a slight change in destination. Really?
7: Maybe say the moon. <gasps>
8: booster go retro we're go flight gnc we're
4: going and
8: i take the controls and i steer it around fao we're go flight for a nice soft landing on the moon better than the Armstrong.
4: does it bother
7: you that the public regards this flight as routine it's nothing routine about flying to the moon i can vouch for that
8: launch control this is houston we are go for launch the
7: clock is running
8: Clear the
5: tower at
7: 1313. Okay, guys, we're going to the moon. This is the crew of the Apollo 13. Wishing everyone back on Earth uh, a pleasant evening. Uh, Houston, we have a problem got a
8: wicked shimmy up here houston we are venting something out into space it's definitely a gas of some sort like the heart rates are skyrocketing
7: the apollo 13 spacecraft is apparently losing breathing oxygen the emergency has ruled out any chance of a lunar landing
6: why are so many people here something broke on your daddy's spaceship
7: i have a request from the news people
6: take it up with my husband he'll be home
7: on friday slightly i've lost
8: the radio contact econ what's your data telling you it's, it's reading a quadruple failure that can't happen it's, it's got to be instrumentation the
3: ship's bleeding to death
8: this rate we're going to skip right out of the atmosphere and we're never going to get back we're looking at less than 15 minutes of life support in the odyssey we never lost an american in space we're sure as hell not going to lose one on my watch odyssey do you read me how long does it take to power up the lem? three hours by the checklist we don't have that much time
4: You said you didn't watch movies, and you watched a movie. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: I just had to be reminded how much I love this film. And by the way, you should get the twentieth anniversary Blu-ray because it is beautiful and has an awesome documentary on it. Yep, I have HD DVD, so I'm I'm set. No, you're not, because <laughs> <laughs> HD is still going to compress the picture. Where the Blu-ray is a fifty gig uh, Blu-ray double dual layer, so it. It, oh, it's, it's, don't work. you, don't you, you remember the up?
3: marketing from Blu-ray, from when Blu-rays came
2: out? Yeah. Dude. Anyways, uh, Apollo 13 deals with the Apollo 13 mission that went horribly wrong and they have to find a way to get back to Earth. And they have that great line where it's like, I need to fit all of this into here. And it's,
3: uh, I need to, I need to make this yeah. fit into the hole for that using nothing but this.
2: Yep. And, uh, the movie's awesome. It's, it's one of those films where you know how it's going to end, but it's done so well that you want it you, it might not end the way you want it to end and it could be sad. Uh, the movie's awesome and how they're able to shoot the film in that little space and make it super tense and super uplifting. I love this movie. Yeah. And I knew I was going to sweep some legs, uh, but I don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> the movie's great. That's all I can really say. It's, it's just wonderfully done. And it's a movie that I remember seeing it even when I was younger realizing how cool the movie was and that you're watching something special Mm -hmm. i i like apollo 13 and that yeah i can't believe that's 20 years old can you Jeez. yeah Mm -hmm. but i'm sure you guys will sweep my legs a couple times um because there's some movies coming up yep uh yep James Brad, is being quiet your, because he has, Brad, he's, he's, what's your number he's five? gonna, he has wax up to say. He's gonna, yeah. he's gonna wax poetically about it when it's his number one film Thanks. because it's NASA, uh, <laughs> humans overcoming odds, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, <laughs> and Ron Howard. Yeah. And it's not about a rivalry, so he's gonna shut up. <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, it, it's good too. I'd...
2: Yeah. <laughs> what's your number five, Brad?
4: Um, my number five is really shouldn't be on this list at all. <laughs> It's only on here really because of you know when I was a kid and it, like it came out and I just remember like looking at it in magazines like before it came out and be like oh my god this looks, this looks amazing is it Unico uh, and it's so different <laughs> why would what a weird draw like I told you that was from the eighties <laughs> oh I didn't we're doing ninety five I didn't remember that I didn't remember that <laughs> um. Yeah, but like looking at the promos and magazines and stuff, and all like marketing build up, and being like, "Wow, this is gonna be fantastic!" And then I don't think I actually saw it in theaters. I think I got to see it on video. Um, and that movie is Batman Forever. <laughs> riddle me this, riddle me
7: that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? In an uncertain world. In a chaotic time, (laughs) Justice wears a mask.
2: Your entrance
9: was good.
6: His was better. Love
7: is a game.
9: What is it about the wrong
7: kind of man? It's the car, right? Chicks love the car. Power is a machine. Now you've devised a way to read men's minds.
6: By the way, I've seen your mind. Freak. And revenge Woo!
0: is a trap.
2: You're a genius. <laughs> we 2 Face to make a pretty lethal combination.
10: Train me. Let me be your partner.
8: Who's your tailor?
3: But first, let's meet our contestants.
7: Going down. If the bat wants to play,
1: we'll play.
0: Was that over the top? Don't worry too late.
9: where you kissed
1: the girl. The real
5: game begins.
7: Courage now. Truth always.
0: Batman.
2: It's a car, right? Chicks dig oh. the car.
3: Yeah.
4: Oh,
2: um
3: at least it doesn't have the bat It's not horrible. It.
4: Yes, obviously there's a worse movie than that one, but uh
3: <laughs> there are worse Batman movies.
4: Um but yeah, as a kid like just seeing all the crazy colors and production design and you know Jim Carrey pretty much steals the show in that movie. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, Val Kilmer's all right, but um well, after was, Michael Keaton it didn't That really, and it was
2: at a point where uh, Batman Returns really didn't focus on Batman too much. And so people are like, oh, they really want the over-the-top villains. Yeah. So they they focus a lot on the villains in this one again.
4: And everyone was trying to like, I think because uh, like Batman Returns was so dour and like the villains were so kind of disturbing. Oh, yeah. Everyone oh, was yeah. trying to recapture the Nicholson performance. So that's basically what Carey and Tommy Lee Jones are doing. They're just trying yeah. to copy his performance. And then Jim Carrey's also doing his Ace Ventura stick. Uh, in the middle of that. So, uh, but you know, if you watch the special features, Tommy Lee Jones didn't even want to really be there. No, um, he doesn't want to be
2: on anything. Every time I see a special feature and Tommy Lee Jones is featured in the movie, he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, I heard he's he's an asshole on set. <laughs>
1: well,
4: I heard he, like he really just likes to do the small, dramatic movies, and like he gets roped into the big ones just because he needs a paycheck. So, um, yeah, and this one he he just did it because his kids like Batman. So um, that's all he. And would, it was seems like,
2: like I'm not. I think he's my least favorite part of that movie. Really, I think he still
4: does a decent job, but I mean,
2: I I haven't seen it in a long time. Is that the is that the one where they're making the toys first, or is that Batman and Robin
4: where they're making the toys first? Yeah, where
2: they had to make a bunch of toys, and like Joe Schulmacher said, oh, you know, we had to make a (laughs) movie with Robin. Is that Batman Batman and
4: Robin? Robin. Well, I think ever since the first Batman, like that's always been the. Warner Brothers marketing machine is like, hey, we made these toys, now put them in the movie. Well, yeah,
2: I think they had a problem with Batman Returns where it's like, how do we make toys about a dude who eats raw fish? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and I think that's also why, like, the
3: car changes every movie mm-hmm. and the, you know, um, every movie's got its own fresh toys that look totally different than the last ones.
4: Yeah, on the surface it looked amazing, but then it's just, uh, the whole thing with Batman, like, suddenly in this mythology, there's this book. That he remembers, and it's like tied to his dead parents. And it's like I don't even remember that. I don't give a shit about this either. book. Wow. Yeah, he keeps having all these uh, day nightmares, and he has to talk to Nicole Kidman oh, about that's it all right. the time because
2: she's the psychiatrist, right?
4: Yeah, it's like yeah. the deep part of the whole story that's just mm-hmm.
2: like shoehorned in there. It's like I'll, I'm going to watch it soon because again, you know, I'm doing the comic book thing, and I've already watched the other two, so that one's coming up.
4: It's like in Secret of the Ooze, Ninja Turtle Secret of the Ooze. When you, the title says there's going to be a secret, and then. You watch the movie and there is no secret. It's everything you already knew. That's kind of like what <laughs> Batman Forever is. It's like, I keep seeing this book analogy. in my dream and then the book, it, it does nothing. It, it, if anything, it just reminds them that bats inspired him or something because he falls into the cave.
2: And do you, why did they, why did Val Kilmer not do the second, uh, Schumacher movie?
4: I think he didn't like doing Batman Forever. And then I think Schumacher just wanted George Clooney because mm. he wanted to work with him or something like that.
3: He's handsomer.
4: Something like that. Um, or maybe Valkyrie put on too much weight. <laughs> he ate himself out of the part. Oh. <laughs> um, it's, it's funny
3: because I can totally agree with you, even though, like, I don't like Batman Forever, but I didn't get to, I didn't actually get to see it when I was, when it came out because I was probably too young and my parents didn't care about Batman. And, um, they, uh, but I remember everything you're saying. Like, I remember being really fascinated by that movie, even though I was like, oh man, I know I'm not going to get to see that, but that looks awesome. Yeah. You know? Um, and
4: you watch it today and right off the bat, like that bank heist scene, uh, where there's like the security guards trapped in the bank vault that's like being filled with acid and,
2: uh, very 1966 uh, Batman. That's, that's,
4: that's what I always tell people is like the Schumacher movies are like big budget adaptations of oh the yeah, 1966 absolutely. show. Um, and he even says in the documentary, he's like, I didn't want to read the comics. I watched that show. So his whole direction is based off of, an updated version of the show. And it totally comes across watching it as an adult. Like exactly. Yeah. Everything's ridiculous. Like, and then Batman like comes down the street and talks to commissioner Gordon, like does a press junket with everybody. Like it's, yeah, not it's totally fine. Oh, that's fun, right. Like, that's right. Batman. Yeah. Like he talks to chase Meridian right away. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's dopey. Yep, But it looks super cool as a kid.
2: That might look good on Blu-ray. I haven't watched it yet. Hmm. I think Schumacher makes good looking movies. Kind of gay, but you know. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah. I remember
4: yeah. the uh like before they made the movie, uh, there was like some E press thing, like a live press thing where Michael Keaton came out and he was like he had to tell everyone publicly that he wasn't gonna come back for the next movie, but you know, didn't say exactly why. And I think it's pretty obvious the different vision was Oh yeah. What he didn't want to do. So Yeah, Keaton was a great Bruce Wayne. Yeah. James, what's your number five?
3: My number five is um a movie I didn't see until oh it's probably fifteen or sixteen and was uh um I was starting to educate myself on some of the like more adult like rated R movies that I had never seen. Well, I must have been like seventeen. Um and this was the movie that really I'd seen this director's first movie and was like, okay, I guess. But this was the one where I was like, yeah, I really like Kevin Smith. Um so my number five is Mallrats.
9: I've never met a person who lives in as much fear of his mother as you do. You want know I should tell my mother what we do in here at night? What, that you play video games and I fall asleep unfulfilled? Oh, she calls you callow in here. You say that like it's bad. Well, it means frightened and weak-willed. That was the only part of the letter I thought was complimentary. One, two, three, four. This is Brody's Private Hell. Where the hell did that come from? What's going on here? And these... Brody Man Noochie Noochies!
6: ...are his friends.
9: Ow! I'm oh, sorry. It's alright. What's a stink palm? Take your hand, you stick it like this. Uh, there, now you shake hands with the guy. You know how long it takes for that smell to come off? <laughs> You stare at these things long enough, you're supposed to see some kind of hidden three-dimensional picture.
10: Oh, yeah, look, it's a sailboat. You saw it too? Damn it!
9: We uh, we slept together one time, remember, in high school, that, that ski trip?
6: That was you?
10: Dude, this looks like your
9: mom.
5: Bye-bye, Easter bunny. There is-
9: You know about this game show thing they got going on here? Well, we need you guys to somehow ensure that it doesn't happen.
5: Fly, badass, fly!
7: Good evening, and welcome to Truth or Date.
9: Second suitor, would you ever make Whoopi in public? Uh, Rip. I I think that's kind of personal. I don't think I should answer that.
1: Mall
6: rats.
9: You said it was a good size. When a girl says it's a good size, it's a nice way of saying that it's small. What else did you expect from the director of clerks? Hey!
2: See, you swept legs. I knew he was going to (laughs) have Bastards.
3: Anyway, um, mall rats is my favorite kevin smith comedy it's the
2: first kevin smith movie i saw oh yeah mm. did you see it in theaters no i saw it at a cast party in high school and then i went back and watched clerks and all the other ones yeah and uh yeah i love mall rats i i really do it's it's just silly um i, I i'm not a big fan of uh jeremy london mm-hmm. or is it jason london i forget which one it is it's one of those guys. One of the yeah. London I mean, brothers. I mean, it's Jeremy. It's Jeremy. And when he's like, she's fucking dead! I think it's one of the best deliveries in the whole movie. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I think Dogma was
4: my first one.
3: Oh. That,
2: is, is that I saw. It's a good one.
4: I and, didn't see... And then Clerks.
3: I didn't see any of them until... Until I was old enough that I was like, I think I'm supposed to go back and watch these. Um, and oh, so no, I went through... Oh,
4: Silent, Jane Silent Bob was my second one. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I saw Dogma, Jane Silent Bob, and then, like even out of high school, I finally saw it. maybe the animated series
2: and then <laughs> <laughs> and then Mallrats. But Mallrats or is just cool. silly. It's about yeah. kids that go to a mall to hang out because they both got dumped by their girlfriends. Yeah. And it at that time, you know, I was reading comics and it really just it was like me, you know, where I'm right. just silly and going hang out with my friends and have a care in the world. Yeah, um,
3: it's got that great dialogue that, like, it sounds like the way that you and your friends talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all a lot of references, and, you know, it's all the things that are great about, especially the early um, Kevin Smith comedies. Uh, yeah, it was just one that I've always really enjoyed, and um, it's interesting to go back to, because you can see him, like, sharpening his teeth on actually being, a like, a real director of real films, you know? Um, it's not just like, hey, I got this cheap camera, and, like... I'm gonna shoot this in black and white in the in in this place that I don't really own. Um this really was like there's even if you go watch the Blu-ray, there's a deleted scene with this like big crane shot that he put in at the beginning. Oh yeah, the was, original
2: cut of that was a lot different. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that party at that house. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and it's really cool. Like he's 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 really going for something with that shot. But then he ends up cutting it for uh, entirely good reasons, I think, as I remember. But and a lot of um, the movies
4: actually shot like a play, like characters yeah. just come in from the sides and they all stand in a wide shot in the middle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of reverted.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, it's just it's really fun. It's got Stanley in it. Yep. It's uh, even on the cover of the movie. The best Stanley appearance.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah sure. And then he walks yeah, away.
4: Intending to go one direction. And then when he's done saying line, he just turns around and goes the opposite direction. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it also has my favorite Ben Affleck line is, uh, who's your favorite new kid? Call me Joey. <laughs> <laughs> For any new kids on the block fans out there. Mm,
3: yeah. Ah, man.
2: And you know, Jason Lee, first movie, and he was, he's amazing in that. And mm. his com- com- comedic timing is, 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 just on. I mean, everything he, it's, it's almost as if Kevin Smith wrote that movie just for him, and he yeah. understood his voice immediately. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And he just hits everything in that.
3: It's got, uh, Claire Ferlani, and she's mm-hmm. pretty.
2: She is.
1: I
3: like that, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and some of the better, like, it really started creating the Jay and Silent Bob hijinks, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, because it's not just them standing outside, it's like he had to find excuses for them to be at the mall and for yeah. them to do
2: stuff. Um, Gee, yeah. Silent Bob have a heart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
3: So that's my number five.
2: Cool. But we still haven't had any repeats yet. Uh, My number four film is a film that I'm associated with constantly because of the way I look. (laughs) Um, But Uh, I still love this movie. Uh, Rewatching it again recently uh, on Blu-ray. It's just, it's funny. And you, uh, this comedic legend if he was around longer, I think would have gone on to do some great dramatic roles because he's really good in the movie. Uh, and my, uh, and of course I'm talking about Chris Farley and my number uh, four movie is Tommy boy.
7: Holy shnikes.
0: Is that for me? No, son, that's for me. Yeah!
8: yeah! <laughs> you know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. I know. They're called doctors. This always has been, always will be
0: a family firm. Oh, son of a... Ooh, Someday ooh. my son will run it.
5: Luke. Ooh. Luke.
0: I am your
9: father,
0: Lalo.
9: Aw, I've interrupted happy time. That's my name! Yeah, that's your new
1: office now.
7: Whoa! Do we really want to put the future of the company in Tommy's hands? Promise me you'll look after Tommy Boy here till he gets his feet wet.
9: Sure, and thanks for choosing me. Hey, Tommy, this is not a vacation for me. I'm out here against my will, so the least you can do is pretend to work. Ugh, I can actually hear you getting fatter. All right, it's sale time, so remember, we don't take no for an answer. No. Okie dokie. I'm gonna pass. Gotcha,
5: thanks. Oh, son oh, of a... That's gonna leave a mark.
9: Okay, let's check you out. All right. <laughs> That's a clip-on. Hi, huh? <laughs> are you
1: sure? <laughs> <laughs>
9: He's a big dumb animal, isn't he, folks? No, oh, son of a.
8: What'd you do?
2: Did
8: you eat a lot of paint chips when you were a kid?
2: (laughs) Why? I still want to say maybe one of the most quoted movies of all time. Um, You know, just going for broke, and Chris Farley's humor and talent is just so infectious. Because you just love the guy. I mean, everything, he goes for broke, no matter what. And everyone says, oh, you look like him, you should act like him. I don't think I could ever get to his <laughs> level. I mean, he is just on another level. He uh, guess you, know. you
4: have to do a bunch of drugs. Yeah,
2: well, the ironic <laughs> part is, during Tommy Boy, he was clean and sober. So,
1: um
2: yeah. yeah, through Tommy Boy to, through Black Sheep, he didn't do any drugs or drink at all. And I think that's actually why those movies work better. Because I think he's, he's such a sharp mind yeah. that he can keep on going and going and going. And, I mean, watching the documentary that's on the Blu-ray, they talk about that he improvised that whole scene of him coming back and, uh, you know, you know where the weight room is with the hot chick that was his girlfriend at the time and just being silly. And the fat guy in the little coat is a joke he was doing his whole time on Saturday Night Live and wanting them to put it into any skit and they wouldn't. And then one day he's like, well, let's put it in our movie. And he ended up singing the song and. Um, it's just a funny movie, and it's, I think it's actually kind of a touching film too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite films, and it's just, it's really silly. I love Tommy Boy.
3: That's cool. Yeah. It's one that I've never, it's never gotten its hooks in me, Mm -hmm. but I don't even know that I've ever really given it a a fair shake, you know? Um, like I, 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 I could say I think I've seen all of it. Like Mm -hmm. that's where I am, so. That's fine. And,
2: you know, it's not for everybody, but you know, to me, it's again, it's the time I was at and I, st- I st- still watch it all the time and I can always laugh at it. And I think him and David Spade had great chemistry yeah. and it's, and it's a movie that I just enjoy. So that's my number four film. It's cool. boy. Cool. Brad,
4: cool. uh, my number four is the first one of these that I saw and they've made a ton of them since, and even before this one, and it spawned many multiplayer matches, uh, throughout my of <laughs> Nintendo 64 throughout my career or my career gaming life uh, my number four Sweet. is Goldeneye
1: when the
6: world is the target
7: 72 hours ago a secret weapon system was detonated over
3: seven hours
6: and the threat is real Goldeneye exists a radiation surge that destroys everything with an electronic circuit You can still depend on one man. I want you to find Goldeneye. Three. Find who took it. Two. And stop it. One.
8: The name's Bond. James Bond.
7: The world's most famous secret agent is back. We aim to please. And this time 007 is facing the ultimate enemy.
0: The man who knows him best. Hello, James. What an unpleasant surprise. 006. What's the matter? No pithy comeback? He was your friend, and now he's your enemy and you will kill him. Is the satellite in range? target is London.
7: Now, the entire world is about to be caught in the crossfire.
0: To you in hell, James. You first. Kill
6: him. The pleasure will be
1: all
0: mine. Do you check her out? Thats to toe.
6: Three clicks, arms the fuse. Don't say it.
0: The writing's on the wall.
6: Grow up, double Soviet. I think you're a sexist, misogynist dinosaur. A relic of the Cold War. <laughs> you know, James? I was always better. Both of you! Stop it! You're like...
9: boys with toys trick is to quit while you're still here
0: i wouldn't think of it charming sophisticated secret agent shaken but not disturbed (laughs) get us out of here bond only bond man just won't take a hint you don't need the gun
8: that depends on your definition of safe sex
0: on november 17th United Artists brings you, trust me, James Bond. Why can't you just be a good boy and die? That's one trick I've never learned.
4: Um, yeah, so first James Bond movie I ever saw. Me too. So I had no, you know, I didn't know about Sean Connery and, t- or, uh,
2: Timothy Dalton. Uh, Fumpkin well, Timothy Dalton,
4: but <laughs> Roger Moore. No, Roger Moore. <laughs> like oh, that whole lineage. So like Pierce Brosnan right away. And I thought like it's a really pretty decent story. Um, pre- like great action. Yeah. Uh, really revived the series. And, um, you know, it's on my list number four, but if the game was possible to put on my list, like <laughs> oh, dude. it would be I, higher. Like this movie would get kicked off hours
2: playing that game.
4: That game is amazing.
3: Bond, James Bond, is blasting his way onto
4: Nintendo 64 in the game version of the hit feature film GoldenEye. Read your
0: case file, grab your gun and clever gadgets, then control the actions of 007, the world's most famous spy through 3D movement, motion and character showcase the game's amazing realism. And different weapons allow you to accomplish your task covertly or not. Play solo or against a friend or foe with a two-character split screen. Good luck, Bob.
4: Back in the day when you still had to do like a quad screen and yeah. you couldn't like share you still over had the fun, internet, though. yeah. Um and we like make up so many like ways to tweak the game. Oh yeah,
2: the math of Golden Gun. Yeah, Oddball what, was really sure job. Yeah, our job, yeah, our and, job.
4: Um Yeah, just a blast, and it's it's amazing. Like usually, movie based video games suck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, really bad. But like, I think that was the first one that really branched out and made it uh, respectable. And and the movie's
2: cool. It's not on my list, but it's a cool movie. I if if Daniel Craig didn't make James Bond movies, that would still be my favorite James Bond film. Yeah. Um, because the early ones, I never, I can never get into. I mean, they're, they're fun, but.
4: I watched the early ones, like, yeah, Sean Connery's a great Bond, but the movies that he's in are just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, like, they don't start off super silly, but they get silly really quick. And it's
2: almost that because of what they are outweighs what they really are if that makes any sense where no (laughs) well no 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 like where the sum of them are everybody remembers and loves i yes but when but when you see them you're like "Eh, they're all right right everybody's like oh
3: man do you remember goldfinger And the people go back and they're like i remember the scene where that woman gets turned into gold (laughs) but do you actually remember anything else about goldfinger
2: yeah. And, and, uh, GoldenEye was the first one where he's, you know, on the satellite and, and I thought it was he's doing really, really cool. good action-y stuff. Yeah. yeah. Where you yeah. find out 006 is, you know, he dies at the beginning and he comes back and he's really the bad guy. I think it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. That's
4: a cool movie. It's a great twist. Yeah. Yeah. It was like those early Bond movies. A lot of them are like wide shots and he just goes to places. Like he goes to a hotel or yeah. something and has conversations in these wide shots. But like you, then you suddenly you jump from like, uh, the Timothy Dalton ones to GoldenEye where it's, you know, he's driving a tank and stuff and, yeah. yeah. Oh, All the action's so cool. really good. And
2: yeah, and to me, I think Pierce Bronson, you know, to me was James Bond. I thought, mm. even, you know, I was, Sean Connery, I still always thought as Pierce as James Bond to me. Yeah. You know, because that's who I grew up with. It's
3: yeah. really a shame because I remember at the time, like, I would, I 100% agree with you. Like, you go back to, like, whenever World Is Not Enough came out, um, I would still 100% be like, oh, yeah, like, he is the James Bond. Like, he is so cool. Like, those movies are so great. And I look back at them now, and they are all—they're all tainted by how bad "Die Another Day" is and how uh, mediocre "World Is Not Enough" is. Yep. Like, for some reason, I feel like Pierce Brosnan burned really bright and then just,
2: just really went cast. to shit. But I, it's not his fault. I don't. No, I, it, no, no. I, I, no, it's I think not. I think that the franchise did not evolve. No. Where it was the Gold and I worked really well, and instead of making it better they just say oh let's revert to what james bond used to be you and know
3: i i love i mean my favorite of his movies is tomorrow never dies mm. but then the the two that follow that are just not great and die another day is so so bad yeah that like you you watch that franchise just go to shit and that's why they had to reboot the whole thing i right?
4: know i remember because adam was was the biggest james bond fan yeah. of all of us and so yeah we had seen goldeneye and then tomorrow never dies came out and We're like oh that's pretty cool too and then worlds not enough. We're just like, this is just bland. Yeah. And then the Other day
2: was <laughs> with some lady named Christmas. And it, I, I it's probably like dude need do with diamonds to... in his face. Yeah. And
4: there's like horrible. He's like riding an, a melted glacier, yeah. surfing it.
3: Uh, Christmas is in world. Of green screen that. is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's too bad. I need to go back and watch Goldeneye again because I, I think I. I think I hold those movies against Goldeneye in a very unfair way. Yeah. Oh, you
2: shouldn't? Because that opening scene where he's in the dam and, s- oh man. So oh, he yeah, jumps off so and cool. catches that plane.
4: Oh, yeah, oh it's so, cool.
3: so yes. cool. Yes. Oh, man.
4: Fanfica yeah. Jansen's like a pretty good like oh, yeah. female villain. In yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Zenya on a top. On a top. Yeah. Crushes him by fucking him. My mom will tell you a story about taking my brother when he was like 13 or whatever to go see this movie. And she, and, 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 she was just was like, go else. this is really, she was like, I was really uncomfortable. I was like, suddenly I was like, I should not have taken my son
2: to come see this movie where this woman like, the mind is willing, but the flesh is, is weak and soft. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, man. That's a
2: good movie. Ah, uh, that's the Futurama where they fuck people I got Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
3: yeah. Right.
4: <laughs> James, what's your number four? Your number four my number
3: four is our first repeat. My number four is die hard with a vengeance oh yeah 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 um like i said my favorite die hard movie uh really really enjoyable uh i love that script shane black's original script is just so much fun um and i like it's it's fascinating to have an action movie with somebody like bruce willis you know and he's playing one of his you know uh, famous characters here. And there's a scene where they have to do, like, a math equation, like the one you learn in high school, where, like, I have this one bucket that has this much water in this bucket. How do I figure out how to solve the puzzle? Like, I just really like that. I love it's It seems so fresh. Um, it's why that movie sticks with me in a way that a lot of action movies from 20 years ago don't. So, anyway, that's my number Four. Ryan, you're number three.
2: Uh, my number three is another repeat, and we just talked about it, is Mallrats.
3: Oh, cool. So,
2: uh, yeah, so back-to-back repeats. Again, I just, it's the first one I was introduced to Kevin Smith. Uh, I still think it's really funny. Uh, Willem and, you know, when do I get to see the goddamn sailboat? <laughs> and do you just think a- in, in
4: Mallrats he'll still be looking at that? That'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be really good. I hope so.
3: Or, like, yeah. he's there with, like, his son. Yeah, when His son can't see it yeah. either. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or you
2: have the original Willem who is, you know, um, Scott, Scott Mosher, Mosher yeah. walk by. I was like, it's a sailboat, man. <laughs> no, yeah. That'd be good. Two so, worlds yeah. collide. I, I, I just still love it. You know, I, every time I'm on his website and they have the Jay and Silent Bob like schematics for stealing stuff, I always want to buy it. Yeah. You know, the Lef- floors. <laughs> this guy doesn't know who the floors is. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I love it.
3: Yeah. That's a good one. Very cool.
2: Yeah. Brad, you're number three.
4: My number three um, was a pretty big deal when it came out and it pretty much set the standard for CGI animated movies. Fuck. Son of a bitch. And,
1: <laughs> yes. Fuck you guys.
4: Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you look at it now and it, it at the time it seemed so realistic like I really thought those toys were alive on that screen or at least stop motion animated but uh now it's a little dated, but uh, the story's still great, and that's Toy Story.
5: Sergeant, yes,
7: sir. Establish a recon post downstairs. Code Red, repeat. We are at Code Red. Recon plan, Charlie, execute. Move, 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 move. It's a, it's a big one. Walt Disney Pictures presents a totally new animated motion picture event dark man come in do you read me the story of two toys Ooh. there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere hello oh, yeah. ah! headed for a showdown my name is woody this is my spot ah! Ah! i am buzz lightyear i come in peace you are a child plaything. You are a sad, strange little man. And playing by their own rules. Draw. Fuck ah. me again. I don't like confrontations.
6: fast look, an alien. Where? Ah.
7: <laughs> You're mocking me, aren't you? <laughs> oh. oh, impressive
0: wingspan. Very good. <laughs>
7: oh, what? What?
6: He can't fly.
7: Yes, I can. Can't. can Can't. 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 This holiday season, the adventure takes off when toys come to life. To infinity and beyond. Toy Story.
1: Look out!
3: Can Ray! 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 That's a That's a fantastic movie,
2: man. Yeah, oh, I love Toy Story. Of course, it's going to show up later on my list. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> Can you believe that's 20 years old? I honestly cannot believe that movie's that old. Yeah. Crazy it's just a cute movie and every, you know, just well done about a toy that doesn't fit in, but everybody can relate about not fitting in somewhere. Yeah. And it's so crazy to
3: look back on, you know, that thing basically created this dynasty of Pixar films, Mm -hmm. um, that, I mean, that company is still on the, on the cutting edge of telling story in children's films. Um, there's so much great shit we would not have if not for toy story.
4: Yeah. Um, and if you've ever watched the behind the scenes and it, Talks about the other story that they had before oh, they yeah. made it where well, like... Woody's a dick. Yeah, Woody's yeah. an asshole. And um, I, there was some other plot. Like, it wasn't about...
2: And it's so interesting how Pixar kind of still does that. Yeah. Where they have a real, an idea and they're starting to go with it. And then, they, wait, this doesn't work at all. And then they end up coming out with something brilliant. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so glad because Woody is one of my most favorite characters of all time. I love Woody. I think he's a great character. I I love his resilience. And, and Tom Hanks is great as Woody mm-hmm. um yeah I, the movie is just it still makes me cry and being yeah. in
4: 1995 and looking at it and just feeling like wow those look totally real like yeah everything but the human characters like this yeah. animation is amazing everything looks real Everything looks real and then you look back at it now and you know, we've seen so much better animation and, uh, textures and stuff that it, it, it does seem dated, but like the story is what's most important and that's what's held
2: up. Oh yeah. yeah. And then, you know, still too, everybody knew a Sid, right? Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I love this film and you know, anytime Disney makes a movie that I love, it's always going to be in my top 10. It's always going to be one of my favorite films because I'm a Disney sucker. Yeah. But they, they captured something that I think, that everybody who's had toys was hope it was true, that when you left, your toys came alive and
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know you had a piggy bank that talked.
3: Did Disney own them at this point? Yeah. Or were they just uh, distributing for
2: them? No, I think it was Disney.
3: Okay. Because then they, they, they bought themselves out and then
2: they sold back again? Uh, I think right? there's always been Disney-Pixar. I, I don't know how to have to no. look that up. I, th- I no, think no, they no, did no,
4: own them and there was at one point they had a chance to branch off and then yeah. Disney just re-upped their contract.
2: So yeah. that's what I think. Yeah, you know? I don't remember... I should watch the history of Pixar again, yeah. but.
3: There was definitely some.
2: Yeah, I know, th- I think it was because they did, what was it, Toy Story, then, um, Bugs Life, then yeah. Monsters Inc. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh,
4: after Bugs Life, they did Toy Story 2, then Monsters Inc.
2: Really? Yes. It's 99. Yeah. Well, you're right. There. Yeah. But yeah, no, Toy Story is a wonderful film. And you should get the Blu-ray because it's awesome on Blu-ray.
3: Yeah. It's, I, it's I, almost too bad because it's like, it's my least favorite Toy Story movie, and yet it is so good.
2: Like, yep. oh, man. I know. Well, I think each Toy Story film got better. Yeah. So the second one's great, and then the third one is amazing. Yeah. So
3: it's, cause that's the thing. Toy Story 1 does not make me weep openly like the third one does. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> God. What's the fourth one going to do? Oh,
1: man. Okay. Right?
3: Oh, man. It's just going to really, be,
2: Lork, you come pick me up. <laughs>
1: I can't drive
2: home. <laughs> it's, we're five minutes into the
3: movie and <laughs> I need to leave.
4: Maybe in the theater and like some little kid sitting next to you is like, man up. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Throw some balls,
4: dude. That's the experience I
3: had in three. Like I was sitting between like a a twelve year old and an eight year old and they're both looking at me like what's wrong with you?
4: (laughs) The cops show up because someone like put you on suicide watch.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You don't understand
4: what it's like. (laughs) This guy's so depressed, he's thinking he's
3: gonna kill himself. You even have had to give up all of your toys.
4: (sighs) What's your number three, James?
3: My number three is a ringer. Uh, I didn't expect it to show up this high, but every time I think back to this movie, which is one that I didn't see until last year, every time I think back on this movie, I
2: I love it. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls? No.
3: <laughs> no. Uh, my number three is Before Sunrise.
2: All right. I have an admittedly insane idea, but if I don't ask you this, it's just going to haunt me
9: the rest of my life. I have no idea what your situation is, but I feel like we have some kind of uh, connection, right? Yeah, me too. Great. So listen, here's the deal. This is what we should do. You should get off the train with me here in Vienna and come check out the town. We just got into Vienna today and we're looking for something fun to do. Is pregnancy English?
10: Yeah. i Yeah, going uh, we speak German for a change.
9: Now I'm going to call my best friend in Paris, who I'm supposed to have lunch with in eight hours. Okay? Okay. Ring, ring. Pick up the phone. Uh, oh, hello? I don't think I'm going to be able to make it for lunch today. I'm sorry. I met a guy on the train, and I got off with him in Vienna. We're still there.
6: Are you crazy?
9: Probably. He has beautiful blue eyes, nice pink lips, Friszy hair. <laughs> I love it.
6: I like to feel his eyes on me when I look away.
9: I couldn't possibly know why a night like this is so important to my life right now. But it is, since we're never going to see each other again. I don't think we should sleep together.
1: Let's see each other again.
9: I don't want you to break our vow, Just so you can get laid. (laughs) Men are lucky we don't bite off the head after mating. Certain insects do that, you know, like spiders and stuff. Mm -hmm. We at least let you live.
2: I knew that was going to be on your list.
3: Yeah, so this is the, you know, last year I went through this thing where I I caught up on these Linklater films. Um and I don't Before Sunrise is my second favorite one. I like Before Sunset a little bit more. Um but just the it's such a it's such a well-written little movie and it is so enjoyable to just watch these two characters. It is romantic in all the ways that every god-awful chick flick can just you know fails by comparison um it's a really enjoyable just sort of conversation um basically the the story before sunrise is just these this couple meets on a train in europe um they get off fuck they (laughs) they uh Sorry, Carol. No, that's a really interesting part of the sequel, is that they ne- they never have sex in this movie, but when they make the second one and the characters meet 10 later- years later, one of them thinks they did... Or no, I think they both end up thinking that they did have sex, even though they never did. It's an interesting little twist. Anyway, um, and so they both get off the train. They've got like 20... They've got a few hours before they have to leave on their separate, you know, however they're getting to the towns that they're going to. I can't remember. Um... And so they've just got this time and they decide like, you know, why don't we spend this time just walking around this little town in Europe together and and having these conversations. Um it's a, you know, Linklater sort of became famous for having these these characters who just have these um pretty deep conversations and and are talking very frankly about like philosophy and all of this stuff in a way that most human beings probably don't on their day-to-day basis, you know? Um but it's really it's really entertaining to watch these two characters have those conversations, and you feel like it makes you think about a lot of things that you you tend not to think about very mo- often. Um, I, I think Ethan Hawke is is really charismatic and fun, um, and so, so is Julie Delpy. Uh, it's totally worth checking out. I think it's a it's an easy watch because you can just turn it on and listen to these guys talk, and you you know exactly what's happening. Um, but especially for a movie that is so unscripted. It's really impressive to watch how how brilliant the chemistry and and uh, character development is when it it's sort of just like okay here's the beats you need to hit in this scene you guys just talk and we'll film it. Um so I I think it's sort of a feat in in that way too. So uh it's a movie that I wish I had seen earlier so that I could have more time with. Um so yeah, Before Sunrise. People should check it out. I
2: haven't seen it, so I can't comment. I know. Yeah, I mean... Sounds stupid. You're on your own. (laughs)
3: Uh, Ryan, what's your number two? Uh,
2: My number two is one we haven't talked about. (sighs) I think it's maybe one of the ultimate guy movies ever. Uh, It has revenge, killings, (laughs) naked men asses. (laughs) Don't think it's my number two, so we're good. And it has Bunch of awesome speeches by Mel Gibson. Uh, My number two movie is Braveheart.
7: I came back home to raise crops and, God willing, a family.
1: So
0: you want me to marry you then?
7: That's a bit sudden, but all right.
0: (laughs) Is that what you call a
1: proposal?
7: I love you. Always have.
0: I want to marry you. In a land of timeless beauty, William Wallace was a man of peace. I want to stay here with you. And I with you. You say you want to stay out of the troubles? If I can live in peace, I will. But when they threatened his world...
6: Edward Longshanks is the most ruthless king ever to sit on the throne of England. Scotland.
0: My land and the woman he loved. I want a home and shelter. It's all for nothing if you don't have freedom. He was driven
7: to war.
5: Go back to England and tell them there that Scotland's daughters and her sons are yours no more.
7: The rebellion has begun. Under who? William Wallace. He rallies new volunteers in every Scottish town. We've come to fight and to die for you. Stand up, man. I'm not involved. (laughs) Oh! pick a flock of your finest assassins and set a meeting. My lord, Wallace is renowned for his ability to smell <coughs> an ambush. <coughs> we'll dispatch our future queen with the notion that she comes in peace. Longshanks desires peace.
9: He declares it to me, I swear it.
0: You tell your king William Wallace will not be ruled, nor will any scot will I live.
9: He waits for you at York. If you are a man enough to come and face him.
0: Why do you help me?
9: Because. You're looking at me now.
0: Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Well, we didn't get
10: dressed up for nothing.
5: We can't beat an army. We can't! <laughs> and we will! <laughs> Would you be willing for one chance, just one chance, to tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom?
0: When we'll have what none of us have ever had before,
1: a country of our own.
0: Mel Gibson, Braveheart.
2: I love you. I want to marry you. That was really good. Uh, No, Braveheart's awesome. Everything about Braveheart just kicks ass. It's a dude whose wife gets murdered and then he goes and kills people that murder his wife. I think that is awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and just uh. because he's, you know, a simple farmer man before then. And then, you know, they, he marries his wife secretly because they enact, what's that called? Uh, where you? Prima Nocta. Prima Nocta they come and have sex with your wife the first night. Just because you're the king. Because you're the king. And he didn't like that. And so then he goes and, kills well he keeps it a secret and then when the dude who is in charge of the land over there finds out he kills his wife. Oh man and that scene where he comes through the village on his horse and it's in slow motion and then he just starts smashing dude's skulls in. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Braveheart's badass.
3: <laughs> yeah, Braveheart's really good. Yeah. yeah. I love
4: Braveheart. I feel like this is someone on someone else's list right now. No,
3: no. No, no. no it's not. I oh. um it's not on my list cause I just, I don't think I've watched it enough times to really like, Oh, well, I know it's great so many times. Yeah. I, I used
2: know it's the VHS great. where it was two VHS cassettes because it was so long. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, I know I love Braveheart. I
4: remember as a kid watching the Oscars and like, cause babe was up for best picture <laughs> and, uh, I was like, I hope babe wins. And my mom's like, babe's not going to win. <laughs> going I'm like, no, you'll see. It might. <laughs> no, of course. Braveheart is the best
3: picture of the year. <laughs> yeah, of course. um, Shut up, mom. Yeah. I like that pig movie.
2: But I mean, that movie's so iconic now. You know, the blue face paint, yeah, and all that kind of stuff, is, and Mel Gibson craziness. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is Mel Gibson such a good actor, and yeah. you know, it's it's a bummer that he's went off his rocker because yeah. I I miss him in movies. I do too. Because you know, I've been watching Lethal Weapons and then Braveheart. Do you remember and, how good
3: Maverick was? Wouldn't it be yeah, great if he dude. could come back and make Maverick again? Oh, I miss you, Mel Gibson. He makes a
4: great villain in Expendables Three. He does. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> and uh yeah. Machete Kills.
3: Yeah. No, he, no, he doesn't. Nothing about Machete Kills. <laughs> no, is he, good. he's
2: good in Machete Kills. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you might be right. We are right. Um, but yeah, no. Braveheart is the the battle scenes are epic, and it kind of started the new wave of epic movies with yeah. battle scenes. The nineties
4: right. like had a huge popularity of period pieces, mm-hmm. like yeah. Apollo thirteen, Braveheart, Gladiator. Uh, yeah. Well, Gladiator was two thousand, but
2: oh, you're right. Yeah, M- meh. Um, Shot in ninety nine, I guess we could say. <laughs> sure.
4: Yeah, they're all like historical epics yeah. around, around that time. I was time. just trying to help Brad. Force you had Gump. Two. Force Gump yeah, there you like go. a right. time jumping. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Braveheart is still one of. I, I remember watching that movie a bunch with my dad and stuff. Yeah. It's just. I think it's one of. If you picked guy movies, I think it's like a guy movie. Mm-hmm. You know, don't kill somebody's wife. <laughs> especially when she's pretty attractive. I think it's a fair
3: rule. I think it's a totally fair rule. You
2: know, if she's not attractive then you might let it go, but <laughs> when she's a hot French chick then Who definitely. plays his wife? Uh, I can't remember. I don't remember either. Is she,
3: someone who, okay.
2: She's pretty. It's no, it's a uh, It's not uh, like
3: it's not like Kelly McDonald or something like that.
2: No, I'd remember her name if you said it. But okay. Yeah, I love Braveheart.
3: Brad, your number 2
4: movie. I should make a movie called Raveheart where <laughs> some DJ <laughs> his wife gets killed and then he goes out of revenge spree. Dude, and he
2: throws uh, records <laughs> and chops the, people's yeah. heads off.
3: He's oh, got like nun, sweet. he like nunchucks made out of uh, those little, you know, um, the little things that they take put in their mouths. He, the, he, he, he
2: takes ecstasy like it's spinach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and the the climax scene is the culture clubs.
1: I'll <laughs> you. And he's
2: throwing the <laughs> records and people's heads are rolling down and stuff. Oh, It's yeah.
4: a great movie. Braveheart. Yeah. Copyright no decisions.
2: Yep. You can't can't steal it.
4: Uh my number two movie's uh Pretty Badass too, Um and it's uh got some very iconic actors in it and it's a three hour movie that only feels like two hours and you're just mesmerized the whole time and that movie's called actually I think it's the only only good movie by this director, and it's called Heat.
1: He's here.
9: search for the scent of your prey, and then you hunt them down. That's the only thing you're committed to. It keeps me sharp, on the edge, where I gotta be.
7: You want to be making moves on the street, allow nothing to be in your life that you cannot walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you spot the heat around the corner.
10: My life's a disaster zone, because I spend all my time chasing guys like you around the block. I do what I do
0: best. I take scores. You do what you do best.
10: Trying to stop
7: guys
0: like me.
10: You've been walking through our life dead.
0: All I am is what I'm going after. From the Godfather to scent of a woman. What do we got? From Raging Bull to Goodfellas.
10: Assume they got our phones, assume they got our houses, assume they got
0: us. Their performances have created a legacy of landmark films.
10: I want full surveillance. That's 24 hours, round the clock. We never close, open seven days a week.
0: Now, for the first time, America's two most electrifying actors collide. With hey, this guy, there's no you should pass. The bank is worth the risk. You should take it down. 12.2
8: million.
10: You're on. This crew is good.
0: Ah. It ain't worth the risks you take. Like in risk versus reward,
10: baby. You're fugitive number one with a bullet. And I'm double the worst trouble you ever had.
0: If I'm there, I gotta put you away. I won't like it, but I'll tell you, you are going down. What if you do got me boxed in? And I gotta put you down.
7: Because no matter what, you will not get in my way. I will not hesitate
0: for a second al pacino robert de niro val kilmer in a michael mann film heat
3: yeah heat's cool that's a dope movie yeah it's
4: badass so if you don't know what heat is robert de niro and al pacino you tell me don't know what act heat is act on scene together say you don't know what heat is <laughs> is that de niro yeah it's
2: horrible i, I
4: couldn't <laughs> tell
3: if it was de niro or pacino <laughs> yeah um it's
4: 1995 and these two world class actors finally share the screen for the same time and it's only for like a short <laughs> coffee coffee yeah. shop scene yeah after about i think it's 2 hours in the movie um yep. eventually they have a showdown together later but um you know the big hype was you know they were in a movie together, but they never shared a scene. That was Godfather 2. Um, and it was amazing that it took this long to get them to act together. But, uh, uh, Val Kilmer is also in this movie yeah, too. Yeah. Um, but it's a pretty, uh, the story surrounds this group of, uh, thieves, uh, who get roped into doing this big heist and Al Pacino, uh, his family life is crumbling because he's so obsessed with being a cop. Um, he has to try and track down Robert De Niro's gang. And it, it goes, like, really into the lives of each of these criminals and uh probably the best, like, humanizing of villains. Like, Robert De Niro's not – he even says in the in the coffee shop scene where he just does it because he's good at it. Like, yeah. he's not trying to be a bad guy, but it's just – it's a skill that he has. And, you know, he he's kind to other people, but when it, it comes to heist, like he will put you down to like get his mission he's completed. Kind
3: of, he's kinda of like Brody in point break.
4: Sure, I haven't seen point break, so whatever you say. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Do not compare heat to point break.
4: <laughs> and then uh it has this great uh shootout scene in downtown ah. Los Angeles where I was about the special features, like they didn't even bother really putting in Hollywood sound effects. They just went with the actual on the scene audio where it's like echoing stuff because it sounded more horrific um, and dangerous than actually putting in Hollywood sound effects, which Uh, I thought was pretty impressive. So um,
3: that scene is awesome.
4: Yeah. That final bank heist where there's mowing down cops and innocent bystanders and yeah. um, Yeah.
3: It's a great movie. It's a really great. You should watch
4: heat. Yeah. Um, And I don't think Michael Mann's done. A uh, better film than that?
1: Mm,
3: no, Collateral's good. Collateral's really good. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: I don't know if I put it on my top ten list of any kind. Uh, uh, probably not. I guess people, a lot of people like Manhunter, but I no. saw it once and I was just, all right.
3: Brett Ratner did a better job than he did, <laughs> so no. Um, what
4: else? Not Miami Vice. Not the Miami Vice movie.
3: No, God no. Not Public Enemies.
4: Doesn't matter. Heat's great. Yeah, watch Heat
3: for sure. Cool. cool
4: great way to spend three hours
3: my number two is another repeat Uh, at this point the rest of my list is all repeats Uh, my number two is a repeat uh, and I'm sorry Ryan my number two is Toy Story so maybe we should just move along to your number one
2: Uh, my number one is Toy Story according to my (laughs) Nava computer shut up
7: just shut up you idiot Sheriff this is no time to panic this is the perfect time to panic I'm lost, Andy is gone They're going to move from their house in two days and it's all your fault My, my fault? If you hadn't pushed me out of the window in the first place Oh, yeah, well if you hadn't shown up your stupid little cardboard spaceship And taken away everything that was important to me Don't talk to me about importance Because of you, the security of this entire universe is in jeopardy What? What are you talking about? Right now, poised at the edge of the galaxy Emperor Zerg has been secretly building a weapon With the destructive capacity to annihilate an entire planet I alone have information that reveals this weapon's only weakness. And you, my friend, are responsible for delaying my rendezvous with Star Command.
5: You are a toy! You weren't the real Buzz Lightyear! You're uh, you're an action figure! You are a child's plaything!
2: You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. Farewell. Uh, yeah, I, I said my piece. Do you say your piece about Toy Story? Uh,
3: yeah, I think so. I, it's a it's a really great movie.
2: It's a brilliant movie. I mean,
3: and if there's a human being who hasn't seen it, like what the fuck?
2: And a game changer.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: I, I love For Toy sure. Story. Said Woody's one of my favorite characters ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brad, my number one, my number one is Mallrats.
4: So. Oh.
9: Kitty, 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 kitty,
10: hey, kitty, kitty. Hey, Nucci, and look at this shit, the mad fat chick killer. Can't believe how fast word travels in this time. Excellent. What's he doing? Uh, shit, Shithead here watched Empire and Jedi last week, and ever since he's been trying to do the Jedi mind trick. Crazy fuck thinks he levitates shit with his thoughts. Knock it off. The Force is strong with this one.
9: Dude, don't encourage him. So I was just telling T.S. here we gotta find Jay and Silent Bob. If there's anyone that can help us out, it's the two guys that have even less to do than us.
10: What is this shit? Everyone's looking for us today. We're ducking Tricia because she wants to talk to Obi Wan here about her video setup. Why him? Silent Bob's an electrical genius. He won the science fair in eighth grade by turning his mom's vibrator into a CD player using some chicken wire and shit. Motherfuckers like MacGyver. No motherfucker's better than MacGyver. Knock it off.
9: And it's that kind of smarts we need, right, Mopey? Leave me out of this. So we need you to embark on a little sabotage mission on behalf of TS's love life you know about this game show thing they got going on here well we need you guys to somehow ensure that it doesn't happen
10: is that it we're gonna do that anyway
9: really why what else we gonna do
10: Sal Bobby stole a schematic of the station, some foolish carpenter, and found a weakness just like
9: the fucking Death Star. He figures here, you pull this crossbeam out, fucking biggity bam, the whole stage comes crashing down. Well, we were thinking about something simple, but if you want to destroy the stage, hey, we're all for that. My problem is Is Who's the force? You don't know the force is?
10: They don't know the Fourses. The is are the most feared security guard in the business, man. Four hundred and sixty collars, all
9: convicted. I even got two kills. Holy shit, I never thought I'd see the day when two such highly reputable mischief makers as yourselves douse their drawers at the side of a mall security guard. Shit, bitch, we're gonna bust up that stage like a high school kegger. We're just gonna out with LaFour's X Men style. Should I call you Logan Weapon X? No, Wolverine, Snickety Snickety snoring. What he's doing is, Come on, is imitating sneak, Wolverine's sneak, Berserker sneak, attack with his Adamanthean claws. Represent. Never want to guess. Come on, All right, guys, you have your mission. Go forth and wreak havoc. Bye, baby kitties. Damn, Silent Bob, show some
10: heart. That's better. We're on the job.
4: Because I can watch that movie anytime. I'll <laughs> put it in every and laugh and enjoy it and identify with it. Um, just uh, lots of fun. Yeah. Takes me back to a fun era Wait
2: in our minute. lives. Wait a minute. If the tape was out of your reach, how did you get it? <laughs> no fucking way. The Jedi mind trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could quote that movie endlessly. <laughs> yeah. What Was That's it, uh,
4: I put the clip from, uh, what was it, in one of our episodes.
9: Now what the hell is this shit? What do you gotta do to get comics around this place? One side, Red. Hey, what the hell's going on here? I was warned about you. Take it easy before I have you removed from the board. Warned? Ball. What the fuck are you talking about? Tell him, Steve Dave. Fuck you, fanboy. You, you, you gotta ask me nicely. Fuck this. Oh, Jesus Christ. Brody, get the hell off. come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some uh, shit? Or I'll fucking take all you on.
1: Just because you think a
4: guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll take <laughs> all you on. Yeah,
3: <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great movie. That's really good. Yep.
4: All right. Well, that was quick. Well, I know what was
3: your number, is one. number one is. Yeah. So of course, my number one um was a movie that any time I would start to like give a list to anybody, they were like, "Oh, so that's your number one, right?" And I was like. Yeah, I mean, come on. My yes, number one sir. is my, my number one is Apollo 13.
8: So you're telling me you can only give our guys 45 hours? That brings them to about there. Gentlemen, that's not acceptable.
1: Gene, Gene, you got to talk about power here. Whoa, whoa, guys! Power is everything.
8: I... Power is everything. What do you mean? Without it, they don't talk to us, they don't correct their trajectory, they don't turn the heat shield around. I, we gotta turn everything off, now. They're not gonna make it to re-entry. What do you mean, everything? With everything on, the Lem draws 60 amps. At that rate, in 16 hours, the batteries are dead, not 45, and so's the crew. We gotta get them down to 12 amps. Oh,
1: well, well, yeah, how many?
4: You run. can't run a vacuum cleaner on 12 amps, John. We gotta, we turn, off. We gotta we John.
10: turn
8: off the radars, Cabin heater, instrument displays, the guidance computer, the whole smack. Whoa, guidance yes. computer? What if they need to do another burn? Gene, they won't even know which way they're pointed. The more time we talk down here, the more juice they waste up there. I've been looking at the data for the past hour. That's the deal? That's the deal. Okay, John. The minute we finish the burn, we'll power down the limb. All right. Now, in the meantime, we're going to have a frozen command module up there. In a couple days, we're going to have to power it up using nothing but the reentry batteries. Never been tried before. Hell, we've never even simulated it before, Gene. Well, we're going to have to figure it out. I want people in our simulators working re-entry scenarios. I want you guys to find every engineer who designed every switch, every circuit, every transistor, and every light bulb that's up there. Then I want you to talk to the guy in the assembly line who actually built the thing. Find out how to squeeze every amp out of both of these goddamn machines. I want this mark all the way back to earth with time to spare we never lost an american in space we're sure as hell not gonna lose one on my watch
3: i have loved this movie every day so i saw it in theaters um which was kind of disturbing because there's that dream sequence where he gets sucked out of the ship yeah and that, that fucked with me like when i was let's see i would have been eight um seven or eight um and i remember being like oh that was terrifying you know Um, as a, as a huge NASA fan, like there's a lot of stuff buried in this movie and a lot of really great little moments. Um, I love the moment where he's sitting with his son before he leaves and they're talking about the Apollo one fire and his son clearly knows about it and he's asking about it. And it's, you know, that, that sort of, um, he's sort of hiding the fact that he's really afraid of the fact that his dad is finally going back into space. Um, and, and there's that, that, uh, The whole subplot of like his wife losing her wedding ring and all of this other stuff that is just so well layered into that movie to, to build tension in a way that even though you know how it ends, you still give
2: so many shits about these guys. That's why, I mean, that's how you make an awesome, you know, period piece. You know how it ends. Right. But you still want to care about the guys and you might think, oh, maybe they're not going to make it. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a wonderful film.
3: Um, it's, yeah. There are so many great characters in this movie that I I carry with me. Um, you know, uh, John Aaron, for example, who's the who's the guy who's responsible for figuring out what the sequence is. He's working with Gary Sinise's yeah. character. Um, you know, the the uh, I think they even? No, they don't. It's in it's in uh, From the Earth to the Moon, where they talk about him being the Sillyad Missile Man. Um, it's it's such a brilliant movie. I love Ed Harris. Ed Harris is like. Every scene Ed Harris is in, he steals. Ed Harris is a great actor. When he when he gets mad, and is like, "We have never lost an astronaut in space, and we're sure as hell not doing it on my watch." I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, let's get these guys back. Um, it's so enjoyable, and so you know, one of the things that I love about it is that, um, it's almost like, uh, like a movie like The Gray, right, where you've got these guys out there, and you know they're gonna get picked off one by one throughout mm-hmm. the movie. You know, the movie's gonna, like, play these beats introduce these threats, and so somebody's going to die falling out of a tree, and somebody's going to die getting eaten by a wolf, right? Um, Apollo 13 is very similar in that there is a threat. They address that threat for 15 minutes. They solve that threat and move on. Yeah. Um, and in some cases, they don't. They just pile up until... By the end of the movie you're like, "Well, we're just sort of crossing our fingers." Yeah. And it makes the whole feat so much more impressive, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz you think like, "Oh, okay, the most important thing here is we've got to be able to get the trajectory right." And so they do this whole burn and this whole really intense sequence where they got to get the trajectory right. And then they're still fucking wrong when they're coming in um because they missed one more detail. And it 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 peels back um how much work went into getting people to the moon when one tiny little thing could go wrong and it's so hard to fix it because there's so many things. The, the, the example I'm thinking of is the fact that the reason that their trajectory is still wrong is because their math is all based on the ship being slightly heavier coming back yeah. because it's got moon rocks on yep. it. You know, like the fact that there are details like that that have to be thought of in order to fix all of these problems just goes to show how many details went into getting them to the moon in the first oh, place. Yeah. Um and on top of that, it is Tom Hanks is really good, and you you care so much. I I love the sequence when they're going around the moon and the guys are like they're looking at the Earth, they're look they're they're looking down on the moon. They are they're um really sort of wallowing for in a little way, but the fact that they're not going to go down, right? They're so close, and this is the thing that they came for, and like it's so impressive, and they're they're digging into. You know they're talking about the science of it, and they're so excited to be there. And Tom Hanks is just on the other side of the ship, and he's just he has this moment where he realizes, look, I've come this far. I just want to go home. Like everything that's important to me is back on Earth. Yep. We have to get back. Yep. And I don't give a shit what it takes. We're gonna do this. And it's so powerful and emotional. Um, I I adore this movie. It's probably one of my ten, if not twenty, favorite films of all time. Um, so for that it's my number 1 of 95.
2: Uh if you're wondering how to get to James Hart, lady listeners, <laughs> just have a NASA story and guys trying to overcome odds. <laughs> and uh that's that's the way to James Hart's heart.
3: <laughs> it's pretty fair. If you go back to the 99 uh episode, what was my number 1 of 99, do you remember?
2: Uh NASA disaster, I don't remember. It was October
3: Sky, which is mm. also a movie about <laughs> your
2: number 1 from 99. Oh, uh-huh. yep. That movie's so shitty. That movie's great. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Wow. Oh, it's a great movie. I never saw it. Me and Brandon just used to make fun of it cuz the poster was so ridiculous.
3: Oh, the poster is awful. You should totally see that movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the whole story with um oh, what's his name? The the, the actor Chris Toby Maguire? Uh well, it's Toby Maguire he plays Toby Maguire's dad in the movie. Uh Chris um ah, fuck.
4: Chris Cooper. Chris
3: Cooper. Yeah. Chris Cooper's oh, like Chris brilliant. Cooper. Oh man. The, that whole relationship is great. Is
4: it Toby Maguire?
3: No, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, yeah, yeah. same thing. <laughs> no, it's better, better. Uh, who's like that Toby. guy who plays Spider-Man? I like Toby. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah same thing. <laughs> and Prince of Persia. Toby McGuire.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, so that was our list, and now I'm going to go over some of our fans' lists.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, we got a funny email from Dan. Uh, Dan says, "Hey guys, didn't have time to make a proper list. Just wanted to say, never forget Desperado."
1: <laughs> and i'll
2: always have a place in my heart for house guest uh, what is house guest oh i don't know i think houseguest. i know that's the sinbad movie I, that's what i thought i thought oh, it was sinbad
3: oh yeah oh man i hope you wear something that's made out of windbreaker <laughs> <laughs> you probably did uh i've got one here from uh from ryan that he sent me um which he when he sent it to me he said that this was a quick shit list so his number five was Ace Ventura, his number four was Billy Madison, his number three is Mortal Kombat, his number two is Goofy Movie, and his number one was Judge Dredd.
4: Mortal Kombat wasn't on your top ten? No.
1: <laughs>
2: you love that movie. I kept thinking I don't, one of you was going to say I don't it. love that movie because I love the video games. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's like the opposite of your golden eye argument.
2: <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's an all right movie, but it's weird. It's like... These people go to an island and are trapped, and they have to get off it by fighting, like a Paul W. Sanderson movie. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: Henry said, a goofy movie, obviously. a goofy movie twice. Shows up.
3: Yeah. Oh, a goofy movie's on a bunch of people's lists. Um, hey, let me pull up... uh I'll get Zach's. I've got Steve and... Uh, cool.
2: So I'll do Gretchen, who I thought was... I I feel like an asshole. That's who I thought I met. That you, your friend, and then it no. wasn't, her name was Danielle, not even close. Um, <laughs> dude, sometimes I'm stupid, okay? <laughs> uh, so, she says, Toy Story, Clueless, Tank Girl, right on. Cool. Train Spotting, and Apollo 13. I forgot about Train Spotting, wow.
3: Um, so Steve's list was, uh, at number five, seven, then the usual suspects, uh, Casino, then Dead Man, and I'm not sure, do you know the Dead Man he's talking about? Or is he talking about Dead Man Walking?
2: No, Dead Man is the Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp one. Yeah.
3: Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, and then Toy Story. He would like that movie. Of course he would. Steve. Oh, that's such a Steve <laughs> fucking list. Oh, God. What a jerk. <laughs> is that it? Uh, no, we've got... Uh, well, I mean for him. Oh, yeah. That was it for him.
4: Yeah. Uh, Zach Eastman uh, did a full top 10. So at 10 was Batman Forever. Nine, a goofy movie. Eight was Friday. Seven, get shorty. Six mall rats, five, twelve monkeys, and then because it's 150 characters, you had to split it up. Uh, four was four rooms, and the brothers McMullen had a tie. Three was clockers, which I've seen. Uh, what is clockers? It's like, uh, I, I barely remember it. I saw it with my parents, and like, oh, I remember it had a promo like, for clerks in front of it. Yeah,
2: they could like stop their watches and do stuff clock no, that's that's, Clo- that's, <laughs> that's, a,
3: that's a Nickelodeon film. Uh,
4: the same. Uh, no Clockers is like uh I think it's set in Brooklyn and there's like I think Harvey Keitel's in it and uh they're like just there's a lot of like drug stuff going on and they have to like solve a murder mystery or something. Okay. Um Zach, write in and tell us what it is. Uh, number two <laughs> is in the mouth of madness. Cool. And his number one is seven with an honorable mention for Halloween six.
2: Because of Donald Pleasant's last film.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got Kendall's here. Um, Kendall's number... Wait, is this five? Yeah. So Kendall's number five is Clueless. Her number four <laughs> yeah. is Empire Records, which is a cool movie. I, I remember liking that movie.
4: I was looking at the Box Office Mojo, and that movie didn't even make up like a million dollars. It did oh, like no. 200000 no. Which one? That was way more popular than that. Empire, Empire Records. Records. Oh, yeah. I think the it was flop.
3: popular on DVD or VHS. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Hackers, which is... <laughs> that's a funny one. Um, thank you, Kendall. Number, her number two was Before Sunrise. There you go. And then uh, her number one was Toy Story.
4: Are they ranked? Cool. She doesn't have numbers in front of them.
3: Uh, I'm going to make an assumption that Toy Story is is her favorite
2: over coolest. So, Sean LeBlanc also sent one. Um, I think his first one, well, I'm hoping this is a joke, Sean. Send it to me if it's not. Uh, number one is Showgirls. <laughs> uh, especially since number two is Heat. <laughs> number three is Seven. Number four is Goldeneye, and number five is Strange Days. Oh,
3: so, Sean, Strange if, Days. if it is yeah.
2: truly showgirls, send me why it's your favorite film. <laughs> I'm interested.
3: Um, yeah, Strange Days. Man, that was a good movie. I, I didn't get that on my list because I don't, I, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, I don't know that it would have gotten on my list. I'm just saying that, you
1: know.
4: Do we get them all?
2: I, it. I think we got them all.
4: Uh, interesting, uh, favorite from Rose Marie about your Dick Van Dyke show tweet. Yeah. Rosemarie? yeah it,
2: like the this Rosemarie.
4: yeah miss must be her or at Is least her verified? marketing department
2: It's not verified it's
4: not verified yeah it might it might she's be she's at Rosemarie for real
2: it might be because you know i put that out two weeks ago and she's old now so it might have taken her a long time to i'm looking, I'm looking <laughs> at her tweets
4: finally joining at carl reiner and i am mr vandy van dyke yeah it sounds in like this a real big wide wonderful hey, twitter, all right. Very Hello, twitter. Awesome. hope you have a wonderful labor day yeah, seems like it.
2: Cool. I do love Dick Van Dyke show.
4: So, the character you like the least <laughs> favorite here.
2: Here's the thing is I actually like Sally when it doesn't have an episode where she's looking for a man. Then <laughs> they had one like once a season, correct me if I'm wrong. Where I think there would be two cuz they had like 30 season episodes. I think she get two where she's like, "Oh, I can't find love." But when she's being funny, I think she's funny and talented. I really yeah. do.
3: Yeah. Um, I've got a list here of like all the movies that I I first pulled out, uh, like uh, I because uh, I started with like 26, and so there's ones that I didn't, um I didn't get onto my list, and there's some here that we didn't address, so I want to go through those really quick. I'm
4: surprised quick. Mr. Holland's Opus didn't show up on any era of his lists.
3: Was that this year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so uh Jumanji was this year, which I I kind of wanted to, but that movie does not hold up. I really loved it as a kid, but like the CG in that movie's awful.
2: Uh, I was surprised the quick... Hey, the... we interviewed a man who worked on that CGI.
3: We did, and it's very of its time. It was great at the time. I remember seeing that movie, and I was sitting in my, in my dad's big leather chair, and when that movie was over, I got up out of the chair, and there was, like, a body print where I'd been sitting, because I was, like, holding myself into the seat, because <laughs> it was so intense. But I was, like, 10, so... um I'm surprised Quick and the Dead didn't make it onto your list.
2: I know. Uh Yeah, I just liked other films more. It's a really inventive Western film.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's cool. About it, <laughs> I'm amazed. That There's a cool shot of the dude getting his head blown off, and the yeah. camera pulls through it.
3: Uh huh, yeah, yeah. Uh We're we're saying that because it's a Sam Raimi film. Yeah, oh yeah, Sam Raimi. Um, nobody talked about Crimson Tide, even out of the people who sent us lists, and I love that movie. That's a that's a it's really great movie. Um, man. Uh, of movies that aren't great, this is also the year that The Net and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers came out. I put
4: Power Rangers on my like bo- bonus list. Yeah, like, it could have made it on there, but yeah. I, this I, is so stupid.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember seeing it in theaters and I really liked the part where the Pink Ranger got a ninja outfit. I was like, this is cool. Um, but that movie's not good. No. Yeah.
4: Half of it's just them rollerblading.
2: Yeah. I don't remember it.
3: <laughs> it's weird that everything in the 90s had ooze in it. Right? Like Nickelodeon was all ooze. The well, was gack. Power Rangers is new ooze. Nickelodeon gack. GAC. Yeah. yeah. No, or, it was or slime. Or just green slime. Yeah, it was just the slime, yeah. Yeah. Um, kids in the '90s really liked sticky ooze stuff. Um, we talked about Babe, but nobody had it on the list. Um, nobody had Bad Boys, which is because it's not Bad Boys Two, and Bad Boys Two is the better film.
2: Meh, debatable.
3: It totally is. It's got a scene where cars fall out of the sky for no goddamn reason, and then they yeah, movie stupid drive Just through like a the whole bunch of Bad Boys poor people's houses. Um, there's a movie I really wanted to get on here. But I couldn't quite I just haven't seen it as recently. Um there's a Paul Newman movie called Nobody's Fool that came in out in ninety five that I would highly recommend. Um what, it, Remind me about that movie. It's basically he's um he's an older guy living in this small town. It's like a it's winter time. Nobody really respects him, everybody thinks he's kind of an idiot. Uh his relationships with his like with his son is not great. Um and I don't I don't remember like what the accomplishment is there, but he's actually like a He's a really great character, um, but everybody kind of just thinks he's a fool and kind of, an, and treats him like shit. Um, but I don't, I don't remember the point of the movie. I just remember really enjoying it and mm. thinking that Paul Newman's performance was really
2: great. Um, Paul Newman's usually pretty great in everything. Yeah.
3: It's got, uh, Kevin Pollock plays his son. Um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman plays this police officer who oh, pulls him over at one point and is just a complete asshole to him. Um, and Melanie Griffith is in it as his son's, uh, I think he's like he's in love with his son's wife. Um and she's in love with him, but but not like but like in a sort of platonic way, like she Mm -hmm. really she really loves him more than she even loves his son, because his son's kind of a dick. Um it's a it's a cool little movie.
4: So everyone treats Waterworld like this huge bomb, but it's like
3: number eight for the year, number ten, isn't it?
4: It made more money than uh uh Braveheart.
3: But it, the reason it's a big bomb is because it cost a fortune. I
4: guess. I, mean, I, also, I don't like, think it's that bad. Uh, I was I was saying Cutthroat Island was the one that ruined, like, water-based movies, but uh, Waterworld came out the same year, so I think it went to a bunch of... <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um,
3: and I'm sure that, yeah, Cutthroat Island, like, probably cost way more than it could have ever even made back, because um, those adventure movies just never do as well as they should. Um, and then, uh, Zach had four rooms on his list, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um which two of those rooms are pretty entertaining. <laughs> yep. Um so that's good.
4: It's crazy. Like if when I go down the list, um it just seems like a lot of movies from ninety five are ones you still see on the shelf at D V D stores.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was like a good the year. first
4: top one hundred, like you've you've you you know these movies, like you've heard of them. Yeah. Like they're cultural phenomenons. Yeah. So it's a pretty good year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was. It really was. Uh, thanks for listening. What are films, we doing? Film explosions are always fun. I don't even. I forget what's coming out next week. I think Everest is coming out next week.
3: Uh, yeah, I'll see Everest.
2: Um, talks amongst yourselves.
3: Um, <laughs> I've been playing that laura Croft Go game, uh, which is like a mobile laura Croft like puzzle game. That's pretty fun.
4: Uh, there's a movie uh, called The Walking Dead that came out that year. Yeah, <laughs> there yeah. is. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh,
2: 90 Minutes in Heaven, which I have no idea what it's about. Uh, no. no. Um, Perfect Guy, don't know what that's about. I, I don't know. Let me, let me click on it, see who's in it. Is The Visit next week? It is. Oh, The Perfect Guy is like the, <laughs> oh, like thriller, stupid looking movie.
3: Yeah, that looks awful. Uh, Sleeping with Other People is
2: next week. We can go see that. Yeah, it's only in five theaters, so. Oh, damn it. I'm guessing none we'll going to be in Colorado.
3: Man.
4: So, Film (laughs) Explosion, 1986. Um, maybe we should just watch a catalog title.
2: Yeah. Uh, We'll think of something. We'll think of something like we always do.
3: Yeah. We'll figure it out. Or maybe there's something, you know, there's like, uh, there's a couple little indie movies that are out. We should go look and see, like, what stuff is in the theaters that we're missing. I know there's that, there's that Robert Redford movie, but I don't know. Like, I know the reviews, the reviews of that are good, but we can check that out.
4: I can show you guys Catastrophe. We can make a whole whole episode out of it.
3: Mm, That sounds like a... (laughs) Catastrophe! Um,
4: Yeah, uh, you're like the last person to make that joke. uh,
3: (laughs) You wish I was the last person to make that
2: joke.
4: I spent a whole weekend making that joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
2: Thanks for listening. Go out and see movies. 1995 was a fun year. Thanks, everyone, for Remember, you got a friend in us.
3: Oh. Bye
5: got a friend in me. you got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your old past said. Get fucked right? you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in
2: This has been a Nebulus Visions production. Get
5: folks might be a little bit smart than I am Big and stronger too Maybe But none of them Will ever love you the way I do It's me and you, boy And as the years go by A friendship will never die You're gonna see it's our guest on me Oh you son of a bitch. You got a friend in me. Oh you son of a bitch! <laughs> you got a friend in me. To hate you! You got a friend in me!
1: Oh! To hate you!